Hi, this is Kyle Aber, the voice of Kiba on Naruto, Aizen on Bleach, the narrator on Dragon Ball Z, Kamina on Gurren Lagann, and soon Ryu on Street Fighter IV. And I implore you to show me your news! Show me your news! And now, coming through your speakers and into your ears, it's the gaming podcast that you all know and love. With hosts Yoko and Samurai Panda, it's... Show me your news! <laughs> 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 Who are you all today, Smash fans? So, down with that, G. That's either your mic or god damn you have one hell of a scary deep voice. Maybe I just have one scary deep voice. <laughs> Dang, skippy! Yeah! On the internet, cowboy thing? Welcome to Show Me Your News, episode 43, or also known as the official Smash Back Room podcast. This is episode two of that podcast. I am Yoko, and we are here in December, late December. Happy early holidays for you all. It is that time of year, and we've been really busy with the podcast. Well, not really with the podcast, but finals have been wrapping up, and it's been really a struggle to try to keep uh, the podcast going, but we're back here for you all. And joined by Samurai Panda, it has been a while since you've been on the on the podcast, and really, welcome back. It is great to have you. Thank you. I, I know people have probably missed me. You know, uh, uh, I really, I really did miss um, talking to Eagle Raptor. I, I wanted to really bad. I, I listened to the uh, podcast later on. I was like, I think, I think, I think I could really get along with that guy. But hey, my computer died, and that that's not really my fault. But uh, yeah, yeah, your computer died, and then it, the end of the semester is just crazy. But <laughs> That's that was out of our hands. Mm-hmm. All right, so from the Smash back room, we have three guests with us. Um, let's start with Kish Prime. That's me. That is you. Introduce uh, you want to give yourself a little introduction? Well, my name is Tim Kish, uh, also known as Kish Prime. I am arguably the oldest member of Smashboards yet remaining from the old Melee days. And I've uh, been around Smash Sports for a long time, playing tournaments since around 2003. Ran a few tournaments here and there with the help of my brothers and crew. And now currently a member of the Smash Back Rooms. All right. And uh, your aforementioned brother, Kish Squared. Hi. Yeah, this is Kish Squared. Um, my name is Jeff Kish. I am right now in Marshfield, Wisconsin, which is about the middle of Wisconsin. I moved here from South Bend, Indiana, which is where the ship is kind of known to come from. Uh, member of the Ship of Fools, like Tim mentioned, we've we've hosted a lot of tournaments, but uh, we um, have been around since 2003. I'm probably one of the older ones, but since Tim is my older brother, he does beat me in age. <laughs> That's too bad. He sounds and, so disappointed. And wisdom as well. <laughs> Arguably wisdom, or maybe not arguably. I don't know. It depends on who you ask. <laughs> All right, and rounding out our roundtable is Mookie Ra. Hey, guys. I'm Mookie Ra. I'm also known as uh, Jason Smith. I'm from Tupelo, Mississippi, of all places. Uh, made my name being pretty damn good with uh, Mewtwo back in the day, and 
I just sort of hung around ever since then. Not much and else to say. <laughs> and people know you for being a good dude. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently so. I'm, you uh, know, I, I do have to say, though, like, uh, you three are quite infamous on the boards. I mean, you, you three and Scamp, I think, are talked about a lot, uh, I think, just here and there. People just, like, name drop. They're like, you know, oh, you know, Kish you know, Squared, Kish Prime, you know, Mookie Raw. And, and that's, like, a, it's a big deal to a lot of people to, to say your name in reference to things. So it's kind of cool to have you have you guys in the show. Thank you very much. It's kind of cool when people recognize you in real life every now and again and say, Kish, Kish Prime, what? You're the Kish Prime? And that's, that's kind of <laughs> random, but, you know, it happens every now and again. Yeah, I'm, I'm I was actually, and in uh, all his brawl, my wife and I played in a doubles tournament on uh, Friday night just mm-hmm. for fun. And uh, after we lost our first match, the one of the guys was like, "Wait, you're that famous melee dude, aren't you?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> famous? <laughs> I don't think so, but my name's probably out there. That's for sure. At least for running tournaments, if nothing else. Yeah, I know. Well, it, yeah. it, you know, you guys ran FC, the the biggest uh, tournaments, right? Well, some of. Yep. For melee, I think for at least two different years, if not three, we ran the largest melee tournaments in the country. Uh, certainly the biggest independent tournaments. I think that was never in question. I think MLG might have topped us one year, but it was pretty large. Yeah, Yeah. so so just so you guys know, these guys have held uh, some of the largest melee tournaments in history. The Ship of Fools, which is the name of their crew, uh, has hosted FC and uh, what is it? How many FCs were there? Three, you said? <laughs> Do you count the in between ones or not? <laughs> I mean, probably uh, th- four real four real FCs. Um, mm-hmm. The FCs number far more than that because there are some imaginary and otherwise uh, regional FCs that are held. <laughs> See, that, that's why I was never yes. really sure as to the number. <laughs> four national FCs: there's FC one, FC three, FC six, and FCD. Mm-hmm. FCD, yeah, that that's one that always gets me. That, that's the last that's one you guys have. Because it's a letter, and yeah. it's not a number. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, really, it's, it's great to have you on, and today our topic is Hacking Brawl. And while it sounds generic, a lot has happened since the game is released. Um, I guess the first thing we have to kind of discuss, if you have not done so or are completely new to the general idea of hacking your brawl, you have to first kind of hack your Wii to do so, and it's not a really difficult process but it involves the Twilight hack. And do one of you want to give a background of what that is in general? Throwing it out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, if you could, uh, explain to us, and specifically me, uh, how does someone who's updated their Wii console uh, kind of roll back to old updates? Because Nintendo has gotten rid, unfortunately, of uh, the ability to hack your Wii using the old hacks. But hackers have uh, faithfully you know, found a way around that by rolling you back to previous updates. Um, so I don't know how to do that exactly, but... Well, I don't know if we should necessarily go into specifics on a podcast, especially considering, um, you know, Nintendo can come out with a new update on any given Sunday, and, um, you know, information is out of date the moment you say it. Uh, the best way to keep up with all of this is to go to webrew.org, which is W-I-I-B-R-E-W.org. They have 
you know the best updates. Or they have all of the updates. They have links to the Homebrew channel, which is a necessary download if you're going to start um, modifying your Wii. Uh, we talked a little earlier about how we we really don't like the word hack. You're you're not actually taking apart your Wii. You're not installing any mod chips. Uh, you're not even going in and, and reprogramming anything. All you're doing is installing a channel. You know, it's just like any other channel, a virtual console channel, or the weather channel, or the um, uh, you know, the me channel. Uh, a channel is going to show up. You're going to install it. It's called the Homebrew channel, and from there you can launch um, you can launch Brawl using specific codes that allow you to modify it. So um, I don't know if you guys want us to go through a little bit of how it works without diving into the specifics. Yeah, that'd, that'd be good. Or go yeah, ahead, Bill. Okay. Um, the, way, the way that normally works is you will download. Uh, first of all, you'll need an SD card. Uh, it's the, the kind of one. I don't think it's the only way, but it's the best way to get files from your computer to your Wii. So you'll you'll pop an SD card into uh, either an SD card reader, or maybe you've got one built into your laptop or computer. Uh, transfer some files. You go to this WeeBrew.org. You'll download an Ocarina. Uh, I'm sorry, not an Ocarina. A Twilight Princess save file. So. Um, you need actually the Twilight Princess game in order to play it. Um, depending on which version of the game you own, which um, you know, if anybody used to play Smash Melee and got into some of these hacks, you'll know that you can flip over the disc and actually read which version of the game you own. Uh, they have actually released patches to Twilight Princess, so it's important that you flip it over and pay attention to which version you have, so that you load the right saved game file. So what you're going to do is transfer it from your SD card over to your Wii, and uh, you know, maybe back up your Twilight Princess save file if you do have it on there. Otherwise, it's going to override it. Most people are either you know done with playing it and don't care about their save data, or you you know you can back it up if you're in the middle of playing. But then you'll simply load uh, load Twilight Princess up. Use the save game file. Uh, it's it's kind of a funny visual. It pops Link right in front of a, a man. Uh, well, right in front, right behind a man. You run up. It takes about two seconds. You run up and you talk to him. He flips around and uh, it's it just rolls right into installing a bunch of files on your uh, on your Wii that you've uh, transferred onto your SD card at the same time as transferring the other files on. So once it's all there, uh, you'll reboot your Wii, and now you've got uh, a homebrew channel. And from there, you can launch all kinds of other software that you'll also place on your SD card. Mm-hmm, yeah, you can use a homebrew browser, which basically is like a, an application that basically uh, lays out all the different applications you can use, download that. And there are a couple different programs that I'm not sure that they, the, necessarily the differences between them, but there's Ocarina and there's apparently also Gecko OS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not too sure yeah, about the I, differences between them. I, I hear Gecko OS is the future. Yeah, Gecko OS is actually, uh, it uses Ocarina. It's kind of modular in that sense. Ocarina is used by Gecko OS, um, and Ocarina is actually not supported by newer versions of the Homebrew channel. So uh, you do need to download Gecko OS or Gecko OS. Uh, instead of Ocarina, if you're going to do that, and again, WeBrew.org supports or has links to all of these different file types that you can download. Are these all these different applications? Right. Uh, so like inherently, it uses the same thing. Go ahead. I'd like to point out that there's also a bunch of YouTube videos that basically have gone through everything I'll just discuss. So if you have any more further problems, you can go to to look at actually watch it, like how people have done it on YouTube. Also, there's uh, several forums on the Smash. Smash World forums where they discuss, you know, problems. And so, if you have problems where, you're, like, you know, just troubleshooting, that's that's a place to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is an. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that. Um, you know, I, I heard Gecko OS is a GUI now, and and it's all like like mm-hmm. l- it looks a lot better than uh, Ocarina I've heard. Um, and I don't know. 
It does it. Do you, have, do you guys use it? Yeah, I've used them both. I mean, Ocarina doesn't need a GUI because the. Um, I mean, all it does is it load co- loads codes. <laughs> right. And whether you're using Go- Gecko OS or you're using Ocarina, it you can't select right. codes dynamically. You have to set them on your computer, move them okay. over to your Wii, and then it just loads the codes that are on your SD card. So the the GUI that you get by loading Gecko OS is basically all you do is hit hit a button to start the game. I mean, it's no different than Ocarina was where. Except now, instead of text coming up on your screen and saying "press A to load the codes," now you get a nice window with graphics and it says "press A to load your codes." You know, so yeah. it's it's not any different, really. Okay. Yeah, there's a code manager program that you have to run on your computer, and that's basically how you input the codes. Those right, uh, familiar exactly. to Game Shark would be, you know, kind of familiar to that whole thing. But it's actually really easy; just copy paste the text. And then you would uh, create it a GCT file that would be saved on your SD card, and that's how it's access. But yeah, you can download that program uh, through the webrew.org website. And uh, just so people are should to, to make this clear to people, this is not like some hardware hack. You're not taking apart your Wii. Uh, I don't think you're avoiding any warranties, are you? Mm, I don't think so. I, I, don't, I don't think so. You're not. Uh, this is just software. Nothing more. Uh, and it's really easy to do, real simple. Uh, and, and it can be done in a matter of, of minutes. Like, probably less than yeah. half an hour. Um I will say this though: there are homebrew applications out there that are illegal. You know, um, installing True. virtual console games without actually purchasing them, things like that. Um, obviously, as far as we're concerned, we're not dealing with those. So as long as you don't delve into that right. aspect, the dark side of hacking, so to speak, you know, you really are safe. I mean, there's uh, a lot of you're safe in the sense that you're not gonna, you know, <laughs> Nintendo's not gonna slap you with a lawsuit or anything like that if they find out. Right. Basically, with this, with what we are installing on this on the Wii, is you are basically installing a Game Genie. If you remember the old Game Genies, you know, you plug a cartridge in, you upload the codes. That's what Hacked Brawl is. It's a Game Genie that has been just a software Game Genie that's put on the Wii. So you're, you're just game too old, and I don't think you'll run yeah. Game Genie. Uh, there's, there's something to uh, point out about Gecko OS real quick mm-hmm. before we mm-hmm. leave the subject. Uh, if you try to use Gecko OS and you have GameCube memory cards, it will not work. You have to take the GameCube memory cards oh. out before you load Gecko OS. Oh, interesting. I had a problem with that. It's very strange. Awkward. Yeah, honestly, I don't like Gecko OS for lo- simply for loading Ocarina codes because it's also failed a number of times. I'll have to just keep resetting the Wii about five times before it finally finally takes the codes and load. And Ocarina was so. I mean, it was 100% efficient. It worked every time. So I don't know. There might just still be some bugs that they're working out of the code. It's a pretty early version right now. Some people are saying that oh, there are some codes that only work in Gecko OS versus Ocarina. I, I, I don't know. That's what just some people have mentioned. I haven't heard that. I mean, my understanding, the way codes work is you're simply replacing uh, specific memory values with yeah. new values. And so as far as that's concerned, I, I, I would be surprised if that's the case. I, I guess I haven't heard that if it is true. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Gecko OS is what you use with the Gecko, you know, the actual USB device to, to make your own codes. Um, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be using that to, you know, you, you don't need the hardware to use codes. You just need the software. Right. So I don't know if that somehow ties into it, uh, what, what the user's saying. But um, I don't know. Yeah, I've, I haven't heard that, though. Hmm. Uh, yeah, with how Nintendo has been reacting, they've been a little paranoid. They've you know been uh, recently added the new 3.4 um, you know interface for their console, and it basically deletes any existing uh, foreign channels on your system, namely the homebrew channel. And they also changed their new policy. Apparently, the new 
uh, fact is that they say that we may, without notifying you, download updates, patches, upgrades, and similar software to your Wii console that may disable unauthorized, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, assuming that, you know, you have, like, the Wii Connect 24 on and you don't want this to happen, you should probably turn it off if you're going into hacking and only connect to the internet for updating purposes when you want to. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, that, you know, that's that's true. I mean, the, the fact is that um, Nintendo, I mean, the, let's be realistic, I mean, that, that is an obstacle to, you know, to discussing, you know, in this discussion of Brawl Plus, the feasibility of ever playing it uh, as an actual tournament game. Nintendo yeah. might very well come out with an update that prevents you from ever using or installing the Homebrew channel again if you ever want to purchase new software. Uh, but they've been trying that since day one, and every time they come out with an update, you know, something comes out that um, that counters that. So, um, if you know, I mean, let's just say that it's it's always a possibility that's out there. There are a lot of very skilled programmers working around the clock every time a new update comes out to f- try to find a new way around Nintendo's you know new locked out you know whatever they install that that locks out homebrew. And so far, they've always managed to find something, even if it is rolling back updates. Um, mm-hmm. uh, just so you guys know, I, I just there's a revelation right now. Uh, have you guys heard of Tatsunoko versus Capcom? No. Oh, yeah. oh yes. Yes. Uh, it's a brand new fighting game. Looks really really good. It's the spiritual successor to uh, uh, Marvel's Capcom 2, which is an amazing fighter. Uh, it's Japanese only. And someone in the chat just mentioned that using Gecko OS, you can bypass the uh, region locking. Which is the silliest thing in the world, and if you want, you can import. Yes, you, can. you can import uh, TVC and play it via Gecko OS. So now, okay, now I really want that. That sounds. Really cool. <laughs> <laughs> this is really nothing different than an action replay. Anybody who had action replay for GameCube or, yeah. or Xbox or anything will know that. Yeah, that generally it comes with both the uh, the freeloader, which allows you to play import games, and uh, and the code system. The the main difference is that. Uh, the company uh, I'm blanking who makes game or who makes Game Shark, but um, um, yeah, the, they 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 were encrypt. I mean, in order to make their codes proprietary, they would actually encrypt them. So whereas you know, if you're playing around with this Ocarina, you'll notice that hey, this is all binary stuff, or I'm sorry, hexadecimal values. You're talking about memory values. You're talking about specific memory addresses. It all. I mean, if you're at all computer science literate, you'll you'll recognize that immediately. You look at a Game Genie code. Or I'm sorry. Well, Game Genie did the same thing back in the day. Game Genie or Game Shark, it was encrypted. So um, all you had to do was come up with these exact same types of codes with memory addresses and values, and then you could download freeware that would provide you with the encrypted form. But the gist of it is that just by looking at a Game Shark code, you couldn't tell exactly what it was doing. Um, I say all that just to bring it back to say that this is really a glorified action replay that you're installing, and it's free, and it's homebrew. I mean, it's it's great. Um, and really, honestly, if, if an action replay does come out for the Wii, uh, it really could keep the uh, homebrew community alive if the... Um, or I'm sorry, the Brawl Plus community alive if indeed Nintendo figures out a way to block homebrew channel because a lot of these codes could just be translated to action replay. Well, I don't know if they can block it. If you turn off the automatic updating and you leave on the... Uh... Uh, well, you do the rollback. Uh, can they correct? But hmm? but new games like members, a lot of us oh, we yeah, got when we got Smash point. Brawl, uh, they would require you to update your Wii before you could play it. Right. So you know, well, I, I don't think there's going to be, be any other big titles that I think everyone's going to want to buy 
uh, that will force you to update. I mean, okay, what other big title thing everyone's going to buy for their Wii? Smash Hard. Oh, it doesn't out. matter. Nintendo yeah. could come out with any any game that says, okay, you have to upgrade your your title or your uh, yeah. your game system. I mean, it could just be the next Mario game or, or Mario. whatever. So. Sure. with PSP, PSP does the same thing. Every game has to update to the most current version, more or less. I mean, not obviously the most oh, really? current, but something fairly recent before you can even play PSP games. I thought the PSP had a really coded. healthy homebrew system. Did, did they did they kill that? No, no, no. It's, it's, it's very easy still to, to work around it, and they, oh. they release new versions of the firmware. But in terms of when new games come out, it will force you to upgrade to a certain level of the software. Now, the only reason why... It's still a homebrew system because the homebrewers stay ahead of that, and they always make sure they get out the version of the firmware, usually before it makes its way onto the new software. Huh. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I mean, do force you to update in the same way. I mean, that's that's what he's saying. That Wii games, when they start coming out, every single Wii game can contain a system update on the disc and say, "You have to install this before you can play this game." Interesting. Yeah, but I mean, anyway, uh, but that. Yeah, and with the hacking community oh, as active as they are, or at, it's, yeah, it's so easy to call them that. But you know the the soft modding community, whatever. The homebrew homebrew community, yeah, I think they like to be called. called. That, that's a that's a fair name. So yeah, the homebrew community is you know very active. Whenever a new uh, release for the Wii console, uh, yeah, the the interface comes out, so they'll. Obviously, definitely work something out. Um, uh, so by we the way, uh, there's Roll. something called Starfall. The people in the chat are mentioning this. Starfall for the uh, it's on it's on Weber.org, um, that prevents you from updating, like completely. Hmm. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. Hmm. I, I I don't know any other details. All I know is that apparently you can go without ever updating if you use Starfall. Yeah, but this is why it's so important that you know if you're really going to look into this, that you spend some time every now and again yeah. just going to webrew.org and and seeing what exactly is was out is out there because again this information even that we're talking about right now is going to be out of date as of the next time Nintendo updates and that homebrew community like you said they're very active they're always coming out with new stuff so keep that in mind and the new updates yeah, are always that's fantastic too, so. yeah. All right, yeah, and then go through the homebrew browser and download the latest apps. It's really a simple process. So we were talking about Brawl Plus earlier, and uh, Samurai Panda, and probably let's uh, start talking about the different Brawl Plus codes, and let's you know go one by one, and let's discuss you know the pros and cons to it and what's involved. Oh, uh, also we just want we want to point out um, we made a big deal about how the Ship of Fools, the you know their crew here, uh, how they've held okay. the biggest melee tournaments ever and some of the biggest tournaments. Uh, in Smash history. Well, uh, they are holding another tournament that is Brawl Plus. Brawl Plus being the, I guess, um, homebrew modified version of Brawl to make it um, not not more like Melee per se, but a different game. Like like a much different balance to it. Uh, it plays completely different. You can actually go on YouTube and see some combo videos of Brawl Plus already. Uh, the, it's really cool. Um, check it out. But... Uh, yeah, they are running a tournament for it. So, um, just so you guys know, it's gonna be—it's probably gonna be pretty big, isn't it? Coming up soon. Yeah, if any. Yeah, it's actually January third, and uh, it's in the Midwest forums for anyone who's gonna be around um, <laughs> South Bend, Indiana, for uh, for those in the Midwest. Uh, as far as I understand, it's probably one of the first Brawl Plus exclusive tournaments. Uh, not exclusive. We're actually having melee on the side, but uh, I mean, it's going to be Brawl Plus focused as opposed to Brawl. There will be no Brawl, normal Brawl there, so to speak. So, <laughs> it's like a movie. There will be no normal Brawl. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, it's uh, the but, all plus codes. What are they? Well, it's important to recognize a little bit of why we're why you know what what are the goals? Why are we doing this? You know why why are people interested in Brawl Plus and things like that? Um, I don't know if you guys want to talk about that now or later, but oh yeah, sure. I mean, it's important. Like, we'll talk about the specifics of Brawl Plus in a bit. But I mean, it is important to know why would we hack the game? What's what's the reason? What's the purpose? What does it do? You know, what does it accomplish? Well, there's actually there's a number of reasons why we why you would hack the game. There's actually two main reasons. The first reason, which is I would say probably not the not what we're subscribing to, is that there are some people who simply want the game to be more like melee. And so to make it more like melee, now all these codes that came out by the melee area, the way of dashing and all of that, this makes a lot of people happy because they want to go back kind of to what the old game was. And uh, at first, you know, in some ways that was fun and that was entertaining, but there are a lot of people that are ready to move on. It's not like they, they're de- dead set on going back to what Melee was. And when you look at Brawl, and this is something that I've talked about for a long time in the back room, even going back to March after the game came out, there just seem to be some fundamental problems with the mechanics uh, where it's just heavily, heavily defensive-based. And this doesn't have to be a bad thing, but it could be long-term. And so the Brawl Plus, why it's called Brawl Plus, is because in modifying certain mechanics, you can build a better balance, like Melee had between offense and defense. And so in that, that you're creating a new game, something that is not Brawl, not Melee, but, you know, something with a little bit of improvement. And that's where it gets really, really arguable as to what you're going to include and what you're not, and that's where this is all an inexact science at best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good well way to put. put it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well put. Uh, Mookie, you have anything to add on that? Um, I did a pretty good job on uh, saying what we're trying to do. Uh, yeah, like many people said, uh, it's just it seems that brawl is so heavily defensive, and uh, it, a lot of people in the community split when brawl came around. A lot of new people came in because of brawl, and. Honestly, it'd be nice to try to get both groups back together, but I know that's ideal and not, you know, just being idealistic and kind of naive to think that's going to happen, but hey, we can try. And, of course, when they say Brawl is defensive, uh, that's also another way of saying that Brawl is, uh, for lack of a better word, slow. Uh, I, I like I like the speed. I'm not going to lie. I, I enjoy the speed. Um, but some people don't. A lot of people don't. A lot of people th- think it's just too slow and just plays way too... Um, like campy to some people uh and this project evolved from the idea of wanting to become more like melee so it started from that but then people were like you know what we don't have to be more like melee so this is not like them trying to make brawl into melee this is a completely different project and uh it's really interesting uh where they're taking it and they're making the game much uh much faster much more about the offense and um some people really do like that um change and and they're they're still working on, on making it better as we speak even so. Yeah, we can talk about the uh, the long term effects, like you know how it's you know causing splits in the community and all that later. But let's you know I, let's get down to the brawl codes. Like, what are some of the main ones that you know have been uh, worked on and so, that you know people would actually consider uh, in a brawl plus like setting? I think first, uh, big hot topic. I think uh, one of them would be the melee air dodge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a, oh, it's a, a big debate within the Brawl Plus community as to which one we should use. 
and uh, it's also a hot topic because of the fact that we were talking about before, people want it to be like Melee, and they think that you know, there's the people that don't really want it to be like Melee, they just want it to be you know, more co- a more competitive brawl. So it's, it's, a, it's a whole can of worms with the whole the, the Melee Air Dodge. Yeah, Melee Air Dodge was a good starting point because it got people thinking about possibilities. But as we've playtested, and as a lot of people have playtested, they start to realize that with the, and just the floatiness in the game, the problem with the Melee Air Dodge is it does leave you wide open. And while one of the main problems with Brawl is the preservation of its defensive options, um, the fact is that in changing some of these other things, you can kind of reduce the elements that the defensive options add without necessarily changing the Air Dodge. Uh, the melee air dodge leaves you so vulnerable that it was really hard to even get back to the ground. And as this has been playtested out, I think we've seen more and more people, us included, kind of shift away and say, well, maybe we don't need this mechanic in this game. So hmm. I, I was, I was always, kind of, always kind of wondering, actually, um, if they were to make some kind of mix between them, uh, the melee air dodges and the brawl air dodges, and perhaps you can do one directional air dodge, but um, as many air dodges in general that you want, you know, in, in one jump and, and stuff like that. Like, I thought... I thought that would be a really interesting mix of things that would appease both sides of the argument, although I really... People that say that the Brawl Air Dodge is too good, I kind of roll my eyes and say, it's spot dodging in the air. How do you beat spot dodging? Yeah. You know? The, mind games and, and you know moves that take a little while to execute. And yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of ways to get around it. Exactly. Um, but it, you know, a lot of this, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about hit stun eventually, but um, a lot of the need to get rid of uh, the Brawl Air Dodge is eliminated by the fact that now we're talking hit stun. Right. You know, before, if you grab somebody and throw them up in the air, by the time you jumped and, and tried to, you know, up air or neutral or whatever you're going to do to them, um, they're already air dodging through you, mm-hmm. you know? So now we've gotten rid of the, you know, with, with adding in hit stun, they can't do that. So now now they're stuck in the air already. They can try to mash, you know, mash the air dodge to get through you, but, um, you know, they they don't even get it off by the time you get up to them, and now you can combo them. See, right. I think a big a big drive for a lot of people is to make it so there are combos. They're, they're very combo-oriented. They want to see a lot of combos. They want high hits done. They want no air dodging or, you know, melee-style air dodging. They want people to be able to do zero-to-death combos because they love it. Let's face it, you know, you watch, like, some old videos of Dark Rain carrying people across the stage and doing, like, zero-to-60 and then a falcon knee to kill them off, you know, at the end. I mean, that's fantastic, and it gets mm-hmm. the crowds rolling. But, um, you know, then that's, I think, what they're trying to achieve. But perhaps by going to melee air dodge, not the best way to do it. Right. Um, as Prime was saying, we've got um, a little bit of a problem there, a dis- disconnect from melee to brawl in that uh, you're a lot floatier in brawl. You know, yeah, yeah, you can adjust weight, and I'm sure we'll talk about that later, but if you don't adjust weight, you're very floaty in brawl. And if you try to air dodge through somebody, you know, uh, let's just put it this way. In melee, if you try to air dodge through somebody and you screwed it up and you got hit, for the most part, you'd fly away and you'd still fall to the ground. You know, right. so you'd get punished for it, but at least it's over, you're on the ground. You know, mm-hmm. Um, in Brawl, that's not the case. They'll, they'll hit you, even if they hit you back and forth, left and right, not even hitting, hitting you up. You're so floaty that, you know, you're still in the air. And some characters, you know, let's say Lucas or Ness, they can keep, uh, you know, their, uh, bees going constantly. And you can't air dodge through those. Uh, so you've got no choice but to try to attack through it. Otherwise, they can just keep you juggled in the air forever. You'll never land. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a, there's a problem with going with the melee air dodge in that sense. Mm-hmm. 
Another issue with the melee air dodge is that, I kind of touched on this a little bit before, but we only have a little bit of code that we can actually use. I think the number is either 255 lines or 256. I think so. And the brawl, I mean, the melee, oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, no, I was just agreeing that I think it's a, a 256, I, I think is what I heard. Okay. Yeah. It's one or the other. Uh, in any case, the melee air dodge code by itself takes up 88 lines of code. That's a huge amount for just one code. Mm. And as, you know, I, I, I agree with what, uh, what they were saying earlier. It's, it's really not, I don't really find it necessary. And even when you talk about, oh, the possibilities of Wave Dash, I honestly don't think the Wave Dash brings all that much to the table for a brawl. I mean, it seems as a good method of uh, movement. That's about as far as it goes. Uh, it's not really, I mean, you might be able to make some connections and stuff, but it's, it's still not as, I don't think it's effective as the melee uh, Wave Dash. So, I don't really know. It, like, again, I don't really think it's needed, and I think 88 lines of code for something that we're even not sure of is kind of a bit much. It sort of hinders, you know, the argument for melee air dodge. Uh, I just want to point yeah, out to people that... Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I just want to point out to people that this is... Um, the, when we say melee air dodge, we mean a directional air dodge that you can only do once in the air, which, of course yields wave dashing and if you don't know what wave dashing is it's if you ever saw pros in melee play it was that little slide that they did i know some people don't really know that so that's that's what we're talking about when it's including wave dashing in, in the game yeah kishas do you guys agree that um you know wave dashing isn't as you know important in brawl as it was in melee because when you know the the hacking homebrew and all that stuff for brawl brawl brawl, uh, brawl plus and all that really got attention when you know the people who really wanted melee back saw that you could now wave dash and brawl i mean uh, let's be honest like when i saw that like that you know turned my eye to what the possibilities were do you think like you know wave dashing is just something that you know gets you know the brawl plus community attention but not necessarily would be used in a competitive setting or even just a brawl plus general setting well, here's the thing. You know, I mean, you can you can come up with a million new mechanics, and yeah, okay, Wave Dashing was in Melee, so it's a little different. But you can come up with a million new mechanics to the game. But I think what you're going to find is, and you have different opinions on this, uh, but some people lament the fact that you only have 256 code lines of code to work with. I think that's a blessing because it's going to say, okay, we don't want to change Brawl into something completely different. We're trying to. Uh, make slight alterations, in fact, as few alterations as possible to make this game into a stronger, um, less flawed um, competitive game. When I say flawed, I'm saying flawed in the game mechanics. I've written a lot of articles in the background about this, about the mechanics of Brawl and how they work and how there's just some major issues with them. And the way of dashing does not solve any of those problems. So I really don't see it as something that's not even necessary at all. And I think that it, it's just... It's fun and I enjoy it, but I, it doesn't it doesn't work the same way as it does in melee. One of the main reasons wave dashing was important in melee was because of the movement system and the speed in the game, and it's just not the same in brawl. Well, you know, by saying that it, it's it's flawed, of course that's that's your opinion. I, I I'm the of the opposite opinion. I, I'm a very big fan of brawl, so I often argue this in the back room and in other places. I've gotten tired of it recently, so I don't do it that often anymore. But uh, <laughs> But you're not. Let's just say that you're not the only one that thinks it's flawed. Uh, although there are people of the other uh, opinion as well. Well, let me toss out that I was exactly like you. I mean, let's put it this way: like mm -hmm. you, like uh, as I think Yoko, you just said that the um, 
the melee air dodge and the wave dash is really what caught my attention. I mean, I was very pro brawl. In fact, I think uh, a couple of these um, topics that were created, I think by you, Samurai or Panda, um, maybe was that uh, you know, hey, well, how can we use this? I think uh, who else did it? Oh, yeah, Lee Harris. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's not go there. The um, the the original topics that came out that said, hey, can we hack Brawl? Hey, what can we do here? Look at these codes. These are really cool codes. Do you think we could take this somewhere? And I was one of the first ones to come in and blast that and say, hey, you know what? It's not going to happen uh, for an X number of reasons. This isn't. It's just not going to. It's just let's just drop it. There's no reason to discuss it. It'll never take off. Um, this melee air dodge code really is what turned my attention and uh, or turned you know basically converted me. I don't know what, what you want to say, but um, I'm still a very big fan of Normal Brawl. I, I play it online. I play it on game battles. I do play it on All's Brawl. Uh, I would go to more tournaments if I wasn't in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, but uh, I were, um, our original plan was just to host a Normal Brawl tournament uh, when I came back into town to Indiana, not even a Brawl Plus. But uh, um, the fact is that there's something about Brawl Plus that feels right when you when you sit down and you start playing it. If you are a big melee pro, um, or at least if you played melee a lot, there's something that's just gonna click with it a little bit. It's gonna uh, not not be melee 2.0 to you. We originally started calling this project melee 2.0. The name just didn't fit because it's not the melee. It's not the exact same game with more characters. This is a new game. It's something that we have a little bit of control over where we can go with it, but. Um, you know, as, as fun as fun as Brawl is to me, I, I don't necessarily agree that Brawl is flawed, but I think that we can improve on it in so many ways. Yeah. Uh, Melee Air Dodge is one of those that really, it would transform the game away from Brawl. It really is very different from normal Brawl. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with that. I, I, I love the fundamentals of Brawl. I think they're great. I, I love all the new characters, everything like that, obviously. I want to keep Brawl the game alive if possible. I think Brawl Plus is an improvement to Brawl. Uh, but, I mean, what I was actually trying to do, you, you are right that I had to make a, a topic about this, and I actually went public with it um, as well for uh, input and more information, which got taken uh, the wrong way, and I had to lock it within a few days because people were just going, like, crazy. Not even a few days, a few, I think, like, less than a day because people were just going crazy over it. But um, I was expressing interest in actually not changing the mechanics of the game or, or at all, but just changing the balance. Like perhaps making Mennonite's Tornado slightly lower priority, or, you know, making Snake's Forward Tilt do slightly less damage, or have a little bit less range. Just subtle changes, um, just balance. Straight up balance, uh, whereas Brawl Plus and Project and whatnot uh, has, really has changed um, some fundamental parts, and has added or, or taken away game mechanics like tripping and whatnot, but, you know. Yeah, but nothing that would uh, change, you know, how the characters are played. I remember that was something you mentioned. Yeah, I would. I would never, ever, ever make someone relearn their character, you know? Maybe take away one of the many strategies they have or add while simultaneously adding strategies. Like, you know, Deity. Deity's a really good character. Ridiculously good character. I, I was saying that, you know, perhaps you could um, make his down throw do less damage and then, among other things, you could um, make his uh, jet hammer come out faster. Because it's just it's not a viable move. It's not, and if you increase his viable, more more viable options, it, you increase the strategies, how it can be played, and it, it'll be really interesting. But you know, he's still, you still have to tone down some other parts of him, like his back air that you can do five times in the air, and pretty much pre- prevent almost any character in the game from recovering safely. It's pretty silly, but like, yeah. But anyways, <laughs> that that didn't quite. No, pan you're, out. you're you're 
different project entirely. The balancing yeah. project would be a different project, and that's the one that Panda was on board with and, and right. looking at doing. This is a separate, a separate thing uh, where we're not looking at rebalancing. And honestly, the thing with rebalancing is this is so early in the game's life, and I, I think that people mm-hmm. who were not there for the early days of Melee, you can say we have more people playing it. You know, the early days of Melee... Uh, it, there's a lot of parallels, and I was even reading a whole bunch of old backroom topics back in the early days of Melee, and just seeing some of the things they were saying about yeah. characters compared to what we know now. You know, things change so much over a tournament lifespan. And, uh, you know, we also want to be careful that once you add something in, and once you start changing something, you can never go back to say and say, "Oh, let's just go back to how it used to be." You, right. you can't do that. You can tweak it some more. Really, the change. Um, you always want to limit it as much as you can. Mm-hmm. I always yeah. like uh, from the whole rebalancing aspect. Another thing about, and this is the reason why, like Brawl Plus originally wanted to do that too. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to the 256 lines of code. Exactly. Like, we would love to be able to do some balance, but that balancing would actually cause way, way more lines of code than just simply changing a few game mechanics. And yeah, well, what I'd love to see for Brawl Plus though is they actually change a few game mechanics and then maybe tone down some of the you know, distinguishing characters like Yoshi, I think, is really just not good. You know, maybe tone him up a little. And tone Meta Knight down so he's not obviously banned in, yeah. in Brawl Plus because he gets absurd in Brawl Plus. But, yeah, that's the way I see about the balancing. Just, you know, sort of with Brawl Plus, how it's going to go. Yeah, the, the we'll biggest wall that we came so. up with that whole balancing project was, like you said, the 256 lines of code. Um, until that hurdle is uh, overcome, I, I don't really see much potential for the the balancing project um, at all. And and the balancing project is going to be one that, I mean, it's one thing for Brawl Plus where you've got pretty much on on code off code. You know, you're either using melee or dodge, or using brawl or dodge, or using right. either using s canceling or l canceling or auto l canceling, or you know, I mean, hit stun is a variable, sure. But when you're talking about a variable for every single character for every single move, I mean, there's almost no way that you can come to a consensus as a community. I mean, pretty much the only option for coming up with with that kind of a thing is to. Um, I don't even. I used to think that maybe you could form a committee, or maybe the Smash backroom could be in charge of that. But I really don't think that that would work. I really think the only way to do it is, like for example, maybe the Ship of Fools. We could release a patch and call it, "Hey, this is the Ship of Fools patch." Right. You know, here's here's what it changes, <laughs> and and then H2YL can come out with their patch, and they can be like, you know. Pretty much the same thing as Ship of Fools, except they're way off on on Bowser. Bowser's nowhere near as good as what they say the Bowser is. So you know we're we're toning down or we're we're increasing Bowser's. Yeah, moves, we'll, we'll tone down know, Bowser. And, there you go. And and then and then the popularity <laughs> you know of the individual rule sets are what make them the norm. Either way, right. one small group is going to end up being in charge of it. It's not like the entire community can be in charge of of the hacking. Yeah. So it's 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 dangerous territory because you know again if the ship of fools patch is the most popular one and everyone's praising it, uh, then that's awesome for us because hey we're in charge of brawl now. <laughs> right. But I mean it would be it would be nicer than nothing. And a, yeah, you know. and and you know, honestly the like you said the 250 line limit I I think that's going to go away I I really don't think that that's. Um, that that's a, a limitation of of the hardware. That's a limitation of the software, I think. And I think that all it's going to take is for the Gecko OS people to remove that from Ocarina. Right now, they are strict. They are like we talked earlier. They're using Ocarina inside Gecko OS. And if they right. either design their own or or modify it somehow, I mean, Ocarina has been a dead project for a long time. If somebody takes that and makes their own, so that there's no line limit, we're not going to. 
um, be held back. And right. you know, unfortunately for Tim, who earlier said that's kind of a blessing in that sense. Uh, now we're now we're left with unlimited amounts of code, and we can take it wherever we want. But uh, establishing a Brawl Plus community, I mean, the the plus side to to the Brawl Brawl Plus community is that we already have hacked everything, you know. And the downside yeah. to to pandas, you know, you know, idea of playing normal Brawl is that, or with with these patches, is that a lot of people are probably not going to. Uh, in the normal brawl community, be wanting to hack theirs just just for that patch. Right. I mean, they might, some of them might, but um, it's a very very different community that you're talking here. So, but that that uh, apparently that 256 line thing, I've heard from multiple people that it's not possible to change that. Uh, some people are saying it's because of the Wii's RAM. That's all the Wii has for RAM. Period. Uh, uh, other people, it's I, I, a I, blessing. I, hmm? I think it is a blessing. I think it's opening up too big a can of worms if you go bigger than that. We're not trying to. That's the thing. We're not trying to change, make a brand new game. We're trying to take brawl and improve it. And you know, right? Yeah, you know, that's just. That's, I think that's a good thing that if there's a limit. Maybe there won't be, and you know, if there is, and then you know, whatever, it'll grow. But um, that's my perspective yeah. on it. Who knows if it'll actually happen? Honestly, yeah, I think we'll it's definitely... a good thing to do. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Just, just from. Just from the standpoint that you know we shouldn't really be messing things too too much, <laughs> and I, I think uh, oftentimes simple is you know simpler solution is better. And if we had infinite lines of code, people wouldn't try to make it like a simpler fix. They would probably try to make it way too complex. Right. Things would just I can see it going out of hand. You know, like like he said, it's a can of worms, and yeah, I don't want to open that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll we'll definitely touch on the long-term effects more later. But I think we're getting a bit off topic, so yeah. let's go on to the the next brawl plus because we covered you know what the melee air dodge is all about. But now it's about you know the shield canceling and the lag canceling and auto L canceling. Um, one of you guys, let's take uh, what are the differences between each and what's uh, the brawl plus community leading towards at the moment? Go ahead, Mookie. Bye. Okay, uh, well, L-canceling kind of works typically like how it did in Melee. You press L or R, any of the shield buttons, when you're coming down at the right time, it cancels half your lag. That's pretty, like, standard, you know, for Melee events. Uh, timing's a little bit off. S-canceling is something completely different. It's it's more akin, I guess, to uh, Smash 64, but basically what it allows you to do is when you land, you can actually go straight into a shield which can removes all landing lag whatsoever, and you can do any any options you have from a shield, you can do out of it. So you can grab almost instantly out of an attack, you can jump out of it, and whatnot. And it, it really speeds you up, but it changes a lot of things as well. And auto L-canceling, obviously, is just L-canceling, but it doesn't, you don't have to press the L with it. Is there one that's more popular than the other right now in the community? It's... It seems it's it's more of a divided issue. I honestly, from looking around, it seems like more people prefer auto L canceling over S canceling because they feel that S cancel is such a big change to the way the game is played. And a lot of people also, even the people that prefer melee, it seems like on the on the boards, they prefer auto L canceling because it just doesn't feel like you know how melee was, nor does it feel like how they want brawl plus to be. Mm-hmm. Honestly, from from playing both. I'm not really sure which one is better for the, like, I mean, this is more opinion-based, but, like, it's it's going to come down to preference. And 
I don't know how that's going to work out. Just how, whatever becomes the most popular will probably be the yeah. standard. Oh, do you have a but prediction? I, yeah. We need tournaments. Is really what it comes down <laughs> to. Uh, unfortunately, you know, there. I mean, I've I've really tried to find out if there are any tournaments being held because I'm I'm really kind of new to. Uh, to that aspect of it to you know i've been we've been obviously playing around with a lot of the codes but i didn't know if there were there were any tournaments out there and and by the sound of it there haven't been there have been several side events and things like that but mm. i mean nothing where it's so focused and you've, you're getting players in here and, and playing at a high enough level to be able to tell which one maybe is better so we need tournaments for for all three of them we need an s canceling tournament we need an l canceling we need an auto l canceling tournament we need to see what characters do i mean unfortunately it's not something that just two or three tournaments is going to determine but i think this like any other uh you know rule that you saw in melee you know for example uh, uh wobbling and things like that you know a lot of it's just going to come down to what the tournament or what the to the tournament organizer what he says you know and what he says goes and the popularity of a particular rule is determined by the attendance at a tournament you know if i if brawl plus really gets going and there's there's a lot of tournaments around and you know i, I host an s canceling tournament no one shows up and you know uh somebody in Ohio hosts an L-canceling tournament, everyone goes there, then, you know, it's really going to start speaking to what the community prefers. Um, I, I don't know that it's necessarily going to fundamentally change the way people play. Obviously, S-canceling creates a whole lot more offensive options because you can keep your attack alive. Um, I've heard some people say it's, it actually increases your defensive options because you land into a shield, but you know, you, if you th- <laughs> you know try to think of it the other way, that's that's the offensive player that it's giving that advantage advantage to so it's actually improving that player's offensive um, abilities so um it's it's it wildly fixes the problem you know if you want to call it that of brawl being a very defensive based game mm-hmm. yeah makes sense the, uh, i would say what the what the auto out canceling does is auto out canceling just it, it you don't change anything with the player inputs all it does is half the lag am i right on that mookie yes all it does is half your lag upon landing yeah so it's not changing anything about the game. So uh, on a certain level, that's the good thing, and all it's doing is, is kind of serving to speed things up. But it doesn't create any. Uh, it, it doesn't create any new growth there uh, in terms of the offense. It gives them a chance to kind of persist with that attack. I guess for me, the auto battle canceling. The reason why I prefer the S canceling, and this is again with limited playtesting, limited tournament, tournament evidence to go with this. I'm still kind of on the S-canceling side because the S-canceling, when you land, limits your options. You have to go into a shield. So when you have to go into a shield, you only have a few choices. You can roll, or you can grab, or you can sidestep. That's it. Or you can drop your shield. But that takes time, and that gives the defensive player time to react again. It creates a new mechanic that adds some depth there in the approach, which is why, in the offensive side, it enhances the offensive options. Well, by just doing auto L-cancel and by just having the lag, the problems I see with that are... The characters who are already good are just going to get better. And, you know, it may help some of those other characters develop some decent offenses. But really, I mean, you're not changing. I don't know. It, it, it's, it's something where I'm not even sure which side I, I agree with 100% yet. But I just I feel like the auto L canceling is not going to really fix some of the issues that are there. Uh, personally, I, I've always thought that. Auto, uh, well, go ahead. The thing about the. Oh, Sorry. The people who are pro auto L canceling are also pro of the idea of having a shield stun code to actually bring shield stun back. Because right. all shield stun is non existent. So that way, the auto can- oh, it, it'll be more, I guess, like melee to say. I mean, uh, S canceling does kind of fix the problem without having uh, shield stun. 
And again, it comes down to the only problem with the shield spun code is it would be another code like the hit spun code where we all have to massively beta test. But I don't know. Again, it goes down to who, you know, people hosting different tournaments and which one wins out, like Betamax versus VHS. (laughs) Blu-ray versus HD DVD. (laughs) So wait, porn is going to determine the winner? Is Is that what you're telling me? Because uh, what determined the winner of those, both of those, they say, is porn. Porn decided Blu-ray over HDVD, and porn decided uh, VHS instead of Betamax. So I don't really think go. that comparison works on all levels. I don't know, but I watched <laughs> Tropic Thunder 2, and it was an awesome movie. <laughs> <laughs> eh. But then you're assuming that, you know, there's going to be brawl-related porn, and that's kind of weird. Oh, maybe to you. Now that would, you'd have to go to Rule 34 for that, I'm pretty sure. Rule 34. <laughs> I guess so. Texture hacking, yes. That 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 would be an awesome segue to texture <laughs> hacking if we wanted to right there. <laughs> oh, I, apparently Cyberlink is saying that it's already been done. It does not surprise me. Uh, yeah, oh, honestly. Wow. One thing I, I had a thought about, you know, auto L canceling. Do you think that it, you know, just plays more to the idea that you know Sakurai is intending the game for the uh, the more novice Smash player? Do you think it, uh, you know, narrows a gap between you know the more experienced Smasher and the newer Smasher with you know just having, you know, the you know the lack for the input for the L canceling because it automatically does it. Right. Um, the only reason I would say no is because uh, you really have to try L canceling to realize it, but it's it's almost as automatic. I mean, you don't have to time anything. If you're holding down the... as as you initiate an attack, if you start holding down the shield button, then when you land, I mean, it automatically goes into an S-cancel, so you know, I... I don't know. I, I, I can't really see why it would necessarily put, you know, newer players on a... give them an advantage over experienced players, because they don't have to all time something. Hmm. hmm. It's well, not like there's a better been, alternative. The the whole the discussion about all canceling is, I'm oh, sorry. Uh, so that's the dimensionality called physical skill, and when you're talking about physical skill, you're talking about you know the button pressing abilities, the timing abilities, all that kind of stuff. You know, some there there are arguments in the back room, um, especially between myself and Hugo, over whether or not that adds anything to a video game. And from his perspective, that's just button pushing. That's just physical. That doesn't add anything to the depth. Mm-hmm. From my perspective, that's an inherent part of a video game that adds something to the depth. You know, we can go back and forth all day on that, whether or not that does or not. But, you know, there's different, different sides of things. And what you really think makes a video game if there should be button pressing abilities in there, so to speak. Well, actually, I, I think personally I'm of Hugo's uh, opinion on that matter. And I believe Scamp and Dave Serlin are also of the same opinion on that. That tech, technical skill should not be the limiting factor um, between people. Like, like, there's a ceiling. That's my biggest problem. With it. There's a ceiling. And at higher levels of play, do you do you think at higher levels of play, anybody ever questioned a player's ability to L-cancel in Melee? Did anyone say, oh my god, King just missed that L-cancel, he's fucked? Oh yeah, so absolutely. I, I know so all the time. All the time, yes, absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, to, to the point that, like, that makes the difference, you know, like... The, High-level play they're... was almost whoever missed the first L-cancel would would take a pretty big beating. I mean, it really was. But that's not what they relied on, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> really, they relied on the other person to, just to miss an L-cancel? 
Oh, I, I see what you're saying. Well, yeah. no, but they would certainly take advantage of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no doubt about that. Certainly mistakes were made. I mean, there's you can look at technique, you can look at it as an issue of spacing or timing, whatever it is. There are mistakes in high-level matches. You can watch a match between Korean DJ and Mewtwo King, and, and they accidentally, instead of hitting somebody with their back air, hitting, a fire, hitting each other out of their Firefox with the back air, they run into them. Okay, well, that's the same thing as missing an L cancel. You just misspaced it a little bit. Um, okay, there, there nah, are technical areas though. of skill that people mess up. It's the same idea. And, and yes, people did take advantage of those when they did make mistakes because they were fast enough to do that. But I, I don't know really if that's the same idea per se. Like, like I, you, I think you're oversimplifying the concept of what an L cancel is versus, like, you know, a priority and whatnot and timing and spacing. Like, I, I find those much different um, technical skill-wise as much as... It, I, I don't really see those as tech skill, personally. But I think we're getting way off topic right now. <laughs> just, tad just a tad, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, I, I I used to talk to Tim and you know, Prime about this too. I would basically when uh, towards the end of melee, I I got increasingly frustrated because you know at FC Diamond, for example, I can uh, beat Dreffen. I was one of the only ones who beat Dreffen oh, wow. like throughout the entire tournament. And but and yeah, I didn't make it out of my pools because I lost every single Fox player in my pool. And the reason is that I, I well for one I sucked at Fox Dittos, but for two, um, you know, one missed L cancel with Fox really. I mean, I, I, I'm not the type of player, none of the ship members, I, I think, are, are the types of players who will sit in our basement and, and practice all day long. So you know, we, we kind of got good by playing each other over and over and over again. So our tech skills, I mean, especially compared to other people, you know, the flashy players, you know, obviously you can talk about Mewtwo King PC, Chris, but like Mid- Midwest, maybe Cunning Kitsune, uh, they look uh-huh. really, really good because their technical skills are just way out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so for us who, we don't rely on our technical skills nearly as much, you know that that would affect us on high level play because you know if I miss an L cancel, holy cow, I am screwed, um, in in so many ways in a fox ditto. And so yeah, I, I think I, I do agree with you in the sense that I was frustrated because from my perspective, I I'm not good enough to hit every single L cancel. But you know, and I, how can you punish the people who do practice like crazy and get that good? You know, you you can't just say that well they're inherently better. Mm-hmm. Some players maybe are like that, but the amount of practice time that players like Mewtwo King would put into their timing and their uh, and their spacing and everything like that. I mean, their tech skills. Uh, there is a big reason why they were that good, and a lot of that's practice, and a lot of it is just you know physical or inherent ability, you know, mm-hmm. natural talent. Mm-hmm. But I mean, those videos. Everybody admired the videos of Mewtwo King, PC Chris, all that. Well, why did they admire them? It's because they did things that other people couldn't do. There's that technical mm. aspect to their game. And that's something that is missing. from. You can't watch a video of Brawl and say, oh, my gosh, look at what he just did. It doesn't happen like it did in Melee at nearly as much. And, it, you know, I'm not going to get in the flood or not. That's fine. But it is very, very different. And so that technical aspect of the game is, is, is much, much different. I just think there was value in that, because if there wasn't value in that, then why did they play flock to those videos of Mewtwo King and PC Chris and be amazed at what they could do? Well, I mean, have you seen videos of Mewtwo King in, in Brawl? Like, I, like, whenever someone sees a video of that, they always say, wow, he just did that? The exact same kind of responses. Uh, and and I, I think there's also a very big difference in perception. Like, when you watch Melee and, and, and whatnot, that's really a... That, that's what I see more as an action movie. It's an action movie because there's there's things exploding, things happening all the time, keep, keeps your attention, and you get really excited throughout the whole thing. Whereas a brawl, watching a brawl match is what I, I see as almost like a, a suspense movie. Like you're on the edge of your seat watching them go back and forth, back and forth, and you can see the moment, momentum shifting from one player to the other player until finally something, one the, the, the big conclusion comes and, you know, 
bam, it ends. And, and it, it, that, you know, I think it depends on what genre you like. People obviously were inducted with Melee into the, the action genre. But, you know, people that came in from Brawl might like the suspense better. I I think that's just a difference of preference. That's just an opinion, obviously. Um, and, you know, if you get super excited over, you know, Mele- uh, Mewtwo King's, you know, technical skills in Melee, you know, that's that's maybe that's just you. Like, I, I thought it was, it was interesting and stuff, but I thought that's also kind of, like, it, it feels really shallow to me, that, that kind of depth, just the technical skill. When he got better and when he's, like, I guess you could say used more mind games and whatnot, I thought those were much more entertaining than his early stuff, but a lot of people uh, disagree with me. A lot of people think well, that, you know... Don't get us wrong, we're not saying that technical skill wins, but it is oh, one yeah, aspect yeah. to it. And it really does come down to a, your opinion, or to anybody's opinion, whether that should be part of the you know fundamental parts of your play. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of players who would practice in their basement all day, get really really good with technical skills, and yet they couldn't they didn't know what to do when they when they would hit somebody that they di'd because they've never played against somebody who would di or you know right. not never but you know there's so much that is beyond the technical skill and in brawl like it or not I mean a lot of that is removed so right <laughs> it's just true. opinion. Yeah, but uh, let's move on. I-, I could talk about this more, but I don't thing. want to. Yeah, it's 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 Fair really enough. getting um, like off topic. So yeah, First of all, yeah so, that late. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know we touched on hit stun a little bit already. Is there anything else that we want to add on? What on you know how adding hit stun and all that? Well, sure. the hit stun is basically about the, the combo question, and you know whether or not you want combos. And there's both a technical and a mind game aspect to the combo. Um, so, you know, you, the, the, the problem with hit-stun is there's this really fine line, especially since the game wasn't balanced for a change in hit-stun, is that as you increase the hit-stun, you know, you, you make it easier to combo, you make it easier to follow up, but you also risk going too far and then making it so that everything has follow-ups and all that. That's not the way it should be. Melee had a balance with hit-stun where you could escape after a certain percentage, all of that, we're playing with numbers that weren't meant to be played with. And so that's where the hit stun code, the real argument when you start using that is where do you set the bar at? And there's no right or wrong answer to that. That's really going to be, again, one of these questions. That's the, that's the tricky thing about this whole discussion is that there's no one to come in and say, this is the right answer. It's going to be argued about for a long, long time, and it's not something that's going to be agreed upon for a very, very much longer time. Yeah. The the I know the community right now, they're... Um they're really uh, pushing a, a 12% hit stun code. Um, I will say for our tournament, I, I really haven't um, gone into the, the codes we've been using yet, but so far we've been talking about the air dodge. We're using Brawl Air Dodge. We are using S canceling. And right now um, we're using an 8% hit stun, which is actually lower than, than you know, the community started off at 10%. They've been going up. They went up to 12. Uh, I know they're talking about half percentages, 11 and a half or whatever, and I'm sure Mookie can can hit that a little bit uh as well where where they're at but um the reason one of the reasons we feel like um going lower is more the answer is because you can always increase it you can keep increasing it keep increasing as you need we need tournaments to tell us whether it needs to be increased or not but i will say at 10 percent, we saw some ridiculous combos in just an hour's worth of play testing um you know falcon can uh carry somebody off the off a walk-off edge with falling up aerials oh, at 10 wow. percent um, you know, Ign- Iggy did it to me <laughs> you know, in a match. He just got, and and now granted this was, um, this was with uh, melee or dodge in 
but I never even had a chance to air dodge because of the hit stun. I was stuck. I could not get out of it. And there are walk-off stages in, this is on Delfino Plaza, which is used as a neutral in a lot of tournaments. So, I uh, mean, the giving Falcon that, you know, you could say, well, Falcon is, is so terrible. He needs that. Well, but I mean, it's like, that. it's like prime said, you know, you, you've got to, you know, we're playing with numbers that aren't meant to be played with when you increase it. Until you actually see, I mean, give it time. People are going to come up with all kinds of ridiculous things like that. Mm-hmm. If we found in an hour's worth of playtesting um, that Falcon can, fu- you know, fast fall up aerial people off the edge of a stage, I mean, imagine what people are going to do when it comes down to a tournament. Imagine what characters like, you know, <laughs> that actually top tier characters can do- start doing. I mean, Falcon yeah. is <laughs> pretty low down there, mm-hmm. and and a big part of it is because we're we're changing a global setting. And it's not like we can individually tweak certain moves. I mean, uh, you see a lot of undesirable, in some cases, effects uh, from, uh, uh, sorry, from from the hit stun. Uh, one one thing that might be desirable, you can say, is you know DDD no longer has his chain throw, but that drastically ca- changes his character. How is yeah. that going to affect him? Um, and you know, Mookie, why don't you go ahead and go into uh, what we were talking about earlier with with some of the other things? There's a lot of things that changes when you increase hit stun. Uh, one of the big things that I, I noticed when I first started playing is that it puts you into the uh, tumbling animation faster. Some moves like that before would just like hit you and you'd drug it off. Now it would knock you down on the ground. A uh, good example of this is if you have 10% hit stun, I don't know about lower percents, probably it would still do it, but uh, a Samus there would actually knock you straight on the ground, which totally changes her game because now she has something to play off of. But at the same time, like it, the tumbling animation it changes a lot of things. Because when you enter tumble, you can DI more out of moves. Like so, before, like you could DI a little bit. Now you can DI a lot. It seems to be the the big proponent for uh, the people like uh, in the typical forms. They're they're trying to go up with the the hit stun, and a lot of that has to do with because they they're promoting going into tumbling faster. Although at the same time, like I'm not sure if it's really worth it. Kind of getting off topic here. <laughs> well, I mean, it comes back to the fact that the drive, a big drive for the hit stun, is to um, is to add combos back into the game, which is, uh, I think, a good thing. But I mean, there's a there's a certain element of patience. I mean, melee, uh, 2003. You want to talk about the combos that were in that game? I mean, there were there was practically nothing. I mean, every every combo that existed at that point could pr- probably be di'd out of. I mean, other than Fox up throw to up air maybe but even that i mean nobody was dying left or right you know so it was easy you just <laughs> jump and jump straight up so i mean give it time you know i mean let's start with a lower hit stun this is this is just our philosophy this is ship of fool's philosophy we've always been a big believer in slowly changing rules don't just drive you know in melee we were some of the last ones to uh to ban some stages because we just didn't believe that they needed to be banned or or otherwise uh removed from neutral even and uh we're kind of infamous in that regard i know a lot of people hated our poke floats being a counter pick you know but or even on neutral at times, <laughs> wow. but that give was it really time. Old, Let it... By the way, we don't we don't authorize that anymore. That was really really old. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, you have to give it you give it time, you know. And and in some ways, yeah, they were people were right about about poke floats not being on neutral, um, but they were right about for the wrong really? reasons, you know. They. They, they would say, you know, it ended up being a Fox domination problem, whereas back in the day, people would say, well, it's too hard to keep up with the stage. Um, so, you know, with, with hits done, give it time. Let's start with a low percentage. See the combos that develop. Trust me, people are very creative, especially when there's money on the line, and, the, I mean, the, they're going to find combos that exist at 8%. You, you give them, I mean, you give them 10 12%, uh, you're going to see some 
some very short matches. I will say this too, hit stun, one of the side effects of hit stun, people die a lot faster. In Brawl, if you surpass the border and you are still in hit stun, then you die. And um, so it's not like you have a chance to recover. If you recover in Brawl, and so you're still moving, let's say, to the right of the stage, you pass that border, but you're not in hit stun, you'll actually survive. The borders are a lot smaller than people think in Brawl because of that. So, I mean, you'll see characters like Bowser, who normally dies around 120%, he's dying at 100%, because, you know, everyone's this way. Everyone's dying a lot faster, because that hit stun keeps them from recovering. So you just have to be careful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, another side effect of hit stun, kind of obvious side effect, uh, if you actually played it with hit stun, it actually brings back, like, teching to be important again. And Brawl, like, you got out of hit stun so fast, a lot of people would just, like, land on the ground. And uh, when you had hit stun, it's a whole different ball game where you have to tech on the ground. So there's a lot of punishing going on with Brawl Plus, simply, and the fact that they made teching harder. So it's, it's a pretty interesting aspect, like, sort of brings back the whole melee feel where you, like, uh, sort of just predict teching and stuff again it, it brings a lot more options to the table when it comes to just prediction and mind games mm-hmm. that's true yeah now one thing that's going to be re- right. remain to be seen is that uh it's done right now appears to give metanate an insane advantage <laughs> uh, every one of his moves traps people every aerial now we were playing with melee air dodge i think it'll be a lot better with brawl air dodge we have yet to actually fully play test it with each other um we're going to do that before our tournament oh. but um when we were pr- play testing with melee air dodge i mean if meta knight got you off the edge or into the air i mean he pretty much had his way with you until you were dead because you couldn't air dodge through him um but also because when he would ford aerial you i mean this think Falcon falling up aerials. I mean, Men and I can really carry you across the stage almost with, with Ford aerials at, at 10% hits done. Um, so it'll be interesting. It says, I really don't, we don't need to talk about it anymore other than just keep an eye on Meta Knight. Let's see what happens with him in this, in this kind of environment. We, we are not banning him at our tournament. Um, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see if we really? live to regret that. I don't, I don't think we will, but um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Well, I mean, I know in the Midwest at least that most people... Well, we're kind of known for almost soft banning Meta Knight in ways, uh, or so people see, because we just don't have Meta Knight players. Like, there are so few. Right. I, I don't know if that's because Midwest just doesn't like, I guess, abusing, obviously, amazing. It's because we suck. Or, you know, yeah, I mean, that's, when, that's when Bowser can go to a tournament end. and take second place and, and fifth place, you know, it really looks bad. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, I, I can't argue that point. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there are there are no real notable mid. Uh, I mean, I gotta be careful how I say this, but mm. I mean we we don't have Meta Knight dominance uh, over here like we do. We've we've got some very good Meta Knight players, but they don't consistently win tournaments like they do right. in East, West, and South, and everything like and that. So that's yeah. another reason I have to admit why I'm not too worried about a Meta Knight dominating. But mm-hmm. if Meta Knight's really that much better, um, uh, we might very well see that still. How much money is on the line for your uh, your tournament? One hundred thousand. Joshua Land Fun Bucks. <laughs> oh man, Joshua Land Fun Bucks. That is that is extreme. Yeah, we we extraordinary. Yeah, we go yeah. We're hoping for our tournaments. Hmm? We go all out <laughs> for, for those Joshua Land Fun Bucks. I think everyone would go all out. Expect a tournament of nothing but Mennonites just for that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if there's money on the line, that's true. Um, the ten dollar entry fees. Uh, honestly, mm-hmm. we're we're not expecting a huge turnout. Uh, you can you can 
people can look in the uh, Midwest forum and just look at the thread, and, and the popularity of it is is somewhat low. Yeah. Um, we are we are trying we we we're expecting that, and uh, we're kind of in a sense planning on that because we're actually having it uh, in a smaller smaller venue in a house. So oh. I mean, as far as the attendance goes, we we, we just want to give it a start. We want to see what right. people make of it. We want to see who wants to come out, and is it worth having again? So we'll see. You know, uh, we're not trying to videos, change though. anything. We're just giving people another option. Take a lot of videos. And we're all you know? trying to get a lot of old Melee. Yeah, we're also trying to get a lot of old Melee that's out. I mean, the Columbus mm-hmm. crew talked about coming out. You know, Tink and Big C have talked about coming out. You know, mm-hmm. get a few of the old Melee vets. We have a Melee tournament. We have a Brawl Plus tournament. You know, maybe we can bridge a little gap here. Well, I think the, yeah. that the biggest um, way to kind of bring Brawl Plus to the masses is by holding it simultaneously with other tournaments. Um, maybe you'll strike gold by by holding it with melee because it seems like holding it alongside brawl hasn't really um, flown really too well as as far as I know in the past. No, I think brawl I'm plus definitely. Say, oh, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Mookie. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that just judging from the people I've talked to, most people that are hardcore into brawl don't really seem to care too much about brawl plus. Yeah. It's it's the people who were in me- melee fans that that are looking towards brawl plus to something. They they want to play as a tournament game. I think I think it makes sense because it's it, it brings back a lot more of the melee feeling without without being melee two point Obviously, it does bring back a lot more uh, offensive and a lot a lot more speed, which um, I, I do think would be great for the community if if we could really kind of merge back with people that, that have quit over time. But yeah, you know, although there are, there have been a lot of people that quit because of. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Go on. So it's nice to get matches done in under four minutes, which if anybody <laughs> plays Brawl a lot, you know, Oh my gosh! I mean, team matches. We were playing some uh, teams matches. Me and Prime versus Joshua and Iggy. Mm-hmm. I mean, two minutes. Three stock matches, two minutes wow. or less. Uh, and a lot of that again, ten percent hits done. Um, people die a whole lot sooner. But I mean, the, it speeds up the game a little bit. It makes it far more viable for for a lot of these tournaments uh, that. You know, you have a strict time limit, so mm-hmm. that's one one plus. That's for sure. Yeah, I think just overall, just wrapping up in general with the hits done, it's yeah, definitely something that can be tested a lot more. Uh, in our stickham chat, a lot of people are suggesting eleven point seven five percent. We'll see. I would love. I, I would love to hear a a, a a specific example as to why eleven point seven five is better than twelve or or eleven point five. What what eleven point seven six. <laughs> what exactly yeah, was I, removed? <laughs> I I talked to a lot of the guys that were talk, talking about that the whole twelve percent versus. Uh, I kept telling them like maybe you need. I've always been testing ten percent to see how you know you can go with ten percent, and they they kept on going higher, and then I tried to get them to sort of like try eleven, and then they somehow landed on this eleven point seven five percent. I I don't really understand how it's so drastically different from twelve. It's such a small, small difference to me. I just don't see how it's being as drastic as how they're saying. I mean, I honestly haven't tested it, so I can't say that for certain, but it just, on paper, it doesn't seem like it makes much sense that 11.75 is drastically better than any of the other settings. Let me say this, though. I mean, it might get down to that level of granularity. Again, if, I mean, I was somewhat joking, but somewhat serious. If there's some combo in there that was just ridiculous, that 12% ice climbers can, you know, do an infinite across the stage and kill you every single time they grab you, um, it's uh, even easier than wobbles, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and at 11.75, that doesn't exist. 
Okay, you know, I mean, if we let's say we we play testing like crazy and we get up to like eight, you know, uh, you know, ten point five percent hits done, and we realize by increasing it from ten point two five to ten point five, some character gets an insane combo, you know, then that's going to be a, a ceiling for it. So, uh, but I I don't think that there's been the play testing that I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. If they're if they're posting, let me know. <laughs> but if there's something specific that they're trying to get rid of, or if it's just a gut feel that oh, twelve percent feels it's like it's too feeling. much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, here's the, here's I mean, the other thing, guys, is that if you're talking 11.75%, and the higher you go, we're talking about a month, maybe, or two months of playtesting, okay? If, if after two months of playtesting, you're already seeing combos developing, think about a year out. Think about the future, okay? You, you can't start that high because if you're already getting combos, again, after an hour of practice, if after an hour of practice you can already combo somebody zero to death, you know, uh, what's going to happen after a year? I mean, this is this is something that you just have to keep an eye on the future on this and, and be very, very careful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, so the next code, if, you know, wave dashing didn't get your attention regarding, you know, improving Brawl, obviously one of the biggest gripes for Brawl has been tripping. Yeah. Why Sakurai? Why? Every time you trip, Sakurai or Scry, every single time. <laughs> People do that to wait. So, yeah, so, um, you know, they came out with a no-tripping code, or it was technically, you could adjust, you know, the rate or percentage at which you tripped, but, and you know, obviously you just yeah. adjust it to zero. So, this seems like one of the, you know, codes that would be a shoe-in for Brawl Plus, because tripping is such an a mind-numbing part of the game once it happens to you. Um, would you guys agree, or you know, what's the importance of no tripping to the brawl? No, experience? no. There, there's a lot of controversy surrounding no tripping because it really does eliminate what we like to call the giggle factor, um, <laughs> which is very important to tournament attendance. We we recognize that in the tournament community. So, um, we're 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 considering it right now. We've got it set to uh, six point seven eight nine five percent trip rate, and uh, we we really feel like that's ac- uh, appropriate for the giggle. Um, now, now, does that make Captain Falcon trip more than Meta Knight? Sure. <laughs> yeah. <okay. laughs> so, so you said that for maximum giggles. Is that is that correct? Yes. Yes, that's optimal. Falcon is pretty bad. So Captain Falcon <laughs> probably does trip more than Meta Knight. Well, it probably does because he relies more on his ground game. But you know. Yeah, and and he as such, you know, pulls in more giggles. And you have to consider that when you're ranking players, and you know, like we do in the back room all the time, yeah. what's their giggle factor, and that can knock someone up two or three tiers. True, very yeah. true. <laughs> I will say this. You know, I like to play Smash with some friends back home. And, you know, especially I have one one friend, you know, bless his heart, Mark. He he, uh, he loves the game, and, uh, but he, and he loves Captain Falcon. And, uh, you know, he, he loves to challenge my sister because, you know, he hopes to beat her. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. But um, I don't think he's ever noticed that he's tripped. Um, I don't think he, he grasps the animation difference. He probably assumes he did something. So I, I really don't understand if, you know, if, if tripping was meant to appeal to those pe- to the lower-end people, the people who don't play it a whole lot. I mean, I don't think people really on that level see that they trip. So um, in that sense, we decided to go ahead and remove tripping altogether. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just thought it was like a special Falcon kick or something that... Like or a special falcon punch where he just kind of falls in his ass and does Captain really, Captain you know. Flop Captain yeah. Flop yeah there you go it's it's B in a, in a you know, diagonal <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah, I mean so. I, honestly though I really think in the next version of Smash which there will be obviously um, there will never they they won't have it it just I think it got so much negative attention 
from uh, this community and from other communities that they'll never include tripping again. I mean... You're looking at the wrong people, though. They're, they're looking at the masses. They're not looking at us. True, but they, they did do a few I, I, things for us, though. They they do recognize that we exist. In fact, you know, I did the translations... I uh, no, a long time ago, I did, I did the translations for Sakurai's blog, because it was only in Japanese, and he was responding to emails from fans. The very first email he responded to was a tournament player, who uh, he was thanking him for, for having the game, because he went to tournaments, uh, and he met his wife through the tournaments. And then the very last email that he responded to was the wife of that same guy, um, saying thanking him because she met him in tournament, and they're having a child together. You know, and... Like they they have acknowledged that we exist, uh, and they they do recognize. Like like, do you know that Gimpy Fish's thread about you know the E for All, like his thread actually was seen by Nintendo. Like that doesn't it, surprise me. Yeah, they actually changed yeah, yeah, it I, because of that. Is that why they took get rid of uh, the L canceling and yep. uh, <laughs> they didn't know it's in Yeah, I th- no, there's kinda, a lot of suspicion kinda, kinda that there is. That. And that's why they gave Ike some fast moves, because Ike no. literally had no fast moves at all. No, know? we we knew, I mean, we've always known that Nintendo um, peruses Smashboards, that the people over there, I mean, we, um, uh, Anuj over in Ohio, he he had some connections that, that, you know, he could say that they knew about, uh, even FC, you know, he, he brought up FC, and they were thinking about coming out at one point. Oh, wow. Um I mean, they they know about it, and there's no question that they know about it. Uh, it's it's what's their reaction to it, and we we right. see you know if nothing else, we see you know evidence that they knew about Gimpy Fish's blog. They would have known what we were positively reacting to. They would have known what we were negatively reacting to, um, and yet you know here they are taking out L canceling. Here they are taking out wave dashing that or not wave dashing, but you know the things that were in that game right. that they changed, and you know you have to wonder again. Not, well, not wonder, but you have to recognize that their focus is not on the tournament community. It is on the fact that Nintendo is a for-profit company. Mm-hmm. They're going to do what makes them money, and what makes them money is masses, massive amounts of people buying their games. Yeah. And right now, massive amounts of people are buying Brawl. Um, mm-hmm. Would they buy it without tripling? Probably. But, I mean, they're going to look for every little thing that can appeal to, to those masses. So, But, I mean, I do agree, uh, but I do have to say that I've never met, in all of my time playing Brawl, a single casual player that likes tripping. Not a single person has said, oh, I'm so glad that tripping is in this game. I would be shocked if there was nobody out there who would say, oh, it's a hilarious thing whenever we play free-for-alls and maybe we're a little tipsy and somebody trips. I mean, it's the best thing ever when somebody trips you know, and, and falls on the Yeah, face, it's the but... best thing ever when someone else trips into your forward smash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, when you're, the one you're playing free-for-alls with your friends, who the heck cares? But, I mean, I... I, I just you have to really question first of all why did they put it in there and I really think that the only reason I can possibly think is for party settings and to, the giggle yeah. factor is, is somewhat legitimate that that they wanted people to laugh and have fun when, while playing the game um, so I don't know I mean we probably don't need to keep debating whether it's gonna be the next <laughs> the next smash <laughs> no. but I'm right. just I I don't I mean as long as we can hack it out I'm happy yeah unfortunately we can uh, bring it back yeah. Um, the last, you know, Brawl Plus code that, you know, has been mentioned, and it was another really popular one, because, you know, the first time you turned on your Wii, it gave you a message, and yet people would still ask out of ignorance, and they kind of ignored the message, that replays would only be limited to three minutes long. And now, apparently there is a code that lets you do longer replays, although I'll, I'll note that, you know, I've, you know, found the code, I tried, you know, accessing it, and 
it gives me the option to you know do the replay like press Z and all that, but yet it for some reason cannot save to my SD card or my Wii. So it gives me the option to um, to you know do the longer replay, but it I, I can't save it anywhere. Um, but you know there's the option for longer replays. Um, have you guys actually gotten it to work and save properly? And you know what are the effects oh, yeah. of it? I've been using it. I don't know if I've been going over three minutes since I started doing the 10% thing, but I've saved a lot of stuff. A lot of the videos I have on YouTube of me messing around with 10%, I don't know if any of them go beyond 3%, but every single one of them is saved to my SD card. So I guess the easy way to check see if that's true is just go to, I'll go to YouTube right now and see if that's the case. <laughs> um, I've, I've had a lot of experience with it. In fact, I've actually used it online when playing in game battles matches. Um, I've hacked mine just with that code, and I can play without desyncs online. Uh, so I can actually record my matches when other people can't. Uh, the the code, at least I'm using, is um, the one-liner. I know there's a three-line version out there. Uh, I don't know if that would change it or anything, but normally when you get over 3%, when I get over a three-minute match, I don't have the option to save it. You just hit Z and it does save. Oh. So, I mean, I don't even see a sit, hit Z to save for whatever. So I... um. Uh, as far as saving, I've never had a problem saving. I've gone back and watched them, so I, I really can't say. I've, mine works. <laughs> uh, and yeah, here's, here's an interesting thing that, uh, that people have told me. If you have no tripping on your Wii and you save a longer replay, or you save a replay in general, send it to your friend or something that, that has uh, tripping in theirs, you know, it doesn't have a hacked Wii, uh, then they it'll actually like completely stop playing the replay whenever a trip would have happened. <laughs> Although oh, yeah, everything the reason you think and it gets ridiculous, hmm? it's just yeah. absolutely absurd. It is. Well, you have to remember that those re- those replays are recording controller inputs more yeah. than likely. I don't know this for a fact, but I'm guessing they are. This they is are most replays. Yeah, they work because they're recording controller inputs, and they just load up the match and they just replay all of your controller inputs. If you're on a Wii that doesn't have the no tripping code activated, then it's still operating under the same systems and all mm-hmm. that, um, and that that could mess up a lot of things. So yeah, yeah. Uh, poor Joshu, I, I put his, uh, some codes on his Wii, and I accidentally left on a fourth player is always huge code, and um, <laughs> he he was watching a replay, and and <laughs> somebody, <laughs> one of the guys in there was just gigantic, and was I mean everyone else is just doing whatever, you know. Eventually they get desynced right away because the guy hits them once and they all die, and and now they're all just doing their own thing, and the guy keeps doing random things, killing everybody. So it's it was, he found out that way, and then he didn't have an SD card reader, so he wasn't able to change it for like three months. <laughs> Not three months, awesome. like a month, a month, sorry. Yeah, I think uh, I, back to, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, think I used the, uh, the, the three-line code, yeah, so maybe that'll be something. But yeah, go ahead. On the, on the three, I used the three-line code, and I have videos on here that have gone to like four minutes. So okay. yeah, on the yeah. three-line code, it, it lets you press, like press D to, do the re- to save the replay. It does that even after three minutes. So it functions normally with the three-line code. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it gives me the option to save it, but it's just I can't save it anywhere. It just doesn't yeah. let no, me. No, I mean, I like, remember, the I remember doing out. it. Like, you'd save it, and then you'd go to watch it, and it's just not there. So it's like, what the hell? Oh, yeah, that's also what, that's what happens, too. Yeah. I don't know, it's kind of strange. I, I mean, uh, I got videos on YouTube. Uh, I don't know what I did differently. Maybe it's a new version of the code, or I'm not really sure. I actually think I'm going to be talking to someone uh, very soon, probably right after this podcast uh, on AAM. I'm just going to go on and be like, yeah, um, let's do it. Uh, I'm just going to do it to my Wii. I'm going to you know, get Get Gecko or, uh, or Ocarina, and I'm going to do this uh, infinite replay stuff. And uh, 
I'll report back to Yoko here how the new stuff works and if it works better or not. Because, uh, I mean, get, doing this podcast has gotten, gotten me excited. And that and the whole Tatsunoko versus Capcom thing, you know, uh, I'm kind of <laughs> getting hyped. Well, norm- oh. the normal Brawl community is going to really benefit from some of these codes. I mean, the, why not use the longer replay code? I mean, can you imagine a, a tournament finals being just saved as a replay and then uploaded afterwards so everyone yeah. can download yeah. it put it on their Wii? I mean, that's fantastic. Um, no mm. tripping is something that a lot of normal Brawl players would probably consider putting in. I know that we did when we were talking about having a Brawl tournament and this first came out. We thought, well, hey, let's, I mean, even if it's just for the finals match, let's have the one hacked Wii that has no tripping. Uh, why yeah. why have tripping in the finals match? That's not going to change anybody's strategy. I agree, but uh, I think eh, in the end, it's like some people have um, like kind of argued the point that you don't know what hacks they're putting on and stuff, you know. And uh, well, let's let's touch on that because okay. um, that is a that is a very important aspect to this whole thing, you know, where mm-hmm. you, you cannot just specify the codes on your Wii; you have to specify them on your computer. So. Um, you know, if anybody just brought in their own SD card and said, here, I've got all the codes loaded, uh, that's a big red flag because they might have in there, they just know that player two has um, 1.05% damage. Mm-hmm. And so every time they play on their own Wii, they plug into slot two and they've got a slight advantage. Um, that's that's dangerous. So, um, I mean, the, really the only fix to the whole thing is that no Wii is loaded without the, uh, the, the TO's SD card. And you have to have everybody keep an eye on, you know, ask ask everyone to make sure that they don't, if they see anything suspicious, to let the TO know so he can reload the Wii using his own SD card. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alright, yeah, before we move on, I gotta quickly make mention that uh, we got a couple guys you know, here, uh, Prime and uh, Mukira are calling in on their phones through Skype and apparently Mukira's uh, phone battery is dying, so unfortunately he has to drop out. We gotta thank him a bunch for offering his input. Yeah. So, thank you, Mukira. Yeah, for, Mukira uh, is very big in the community, too, so uh, it, it really, you know... It's it's nice to have you here. Uh, well, thanks. I I enjoyed it. I kind of wish I could edge in more, but <laughs> anyways, uh, I'll see you guys. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, I'll have another podcast about this in the future, and I'll definitely like to add more to the discussion. <laughs> well, we'll see about oh, that. Oh yeah, thank. And it's been great. Thanks again yeah. for your input. Okay. I, I do All like right. the subject though. It's 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 really interesting. Um, actually, I, I was gonna say like someone please tell Phantom Wing or someone else to make a code that puts tags on replays. Please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Phantom Wing, if you guys don't know, is like one of the main driving forces behind, you know, creating the codes and finding, you know, how it changes the game. So, but yeah, that, you definitely need the tags because otherwise yeah. you can't remember from replays, especially when it's way back when, like who is who and, you know, like the different circumstances on which it's played. Yeah, tags would be great. I mean, honestly, like, I go back, I'm looking at replays, and I'm like, wait, is that me or not? I remember I was watching a, like, uh, a Falcon Ditto, and I didn't know who the hell these Falcons were. And, like, we knew that it was either, uh, like, Inferno, who came over to my house, he's from Chicago, uh, or Boyer. We knew that those those two playing, and we spent the whole time trying to watch the Falcons and look at the play styles and decide if it was the it was the Red Falcon or the normal Falcon that which was Boyer because he's the only person we've seen often. It's like <laughs> shit like that. It's like why it makes no sense. Honestly, when I when I read on the the Brawl Daily updates that they were adding in replays, they were adding in. Um, I don't know a couple other things. I, uh, all the snapshots, everything. I was like, boy, they're they're giving Halo a run for their money because you can do all this stuff in Halo, and boy, yeah. now they're putting it in Smash, and boy, was I wrong. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> oh, God. I mean, you can't even pause. 
You know, <laughs> I know. You can't fast forward. You can't do Pause short. Rewind. Can't you? Can't you rewind, please? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Fast forward either. Yeah. Good parts. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, things like that really would just, be amazing. They just found a way to screw it up. They're like, hey, how can we make this as bad as possible? And wow. <laughs> Yet, while giving everyone a taste of how good it could possibly be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if we can make this code, then why the hell did they limit it to three minutes? Yeah. You know? Online um, is just not their focus. I mean, uh, in, and they've said a lot of that because in Japan, there's just general mistrust of online play. I don't know why, but Nintendo has yeah. completely followed the Japanese line on that, apparently, and just shied away from ever getting that deep into it. Well, they're mm-hmm. starting to touch on it now a little more, I think, because of the American market and the size of it. But a lot still. of people say it's three minutes is the two-minute uh, match plus a minute just in case it goes to sudden death, and yeah. if Sakurai really believes that that's how it's meant to be played, then why not limit it? You then know, he's I mean, an idiot. I'm sorry. That, that way you can record online matches. I'm, but I, mean, I mean, the only know, argument against it that they have is, you know, say, oh, well, you know, there won't, so there won't be, you know, twenty-minute, you know, epic matches with like twenty stock, whatever. It's like, but who in the right mind? Just make it five minutes. Five minutes would be great. Four minutes would maybe be a little ideal, but three minutes is, yeah, just too limiting. Why well, we can just like show that this will be more blocks? You know, like if you're going to record a twenty-minute match, it'll be, you know, like tw- ten blocks. Just tell me that. I don't give a shit. My my Wii is filled up with replays and screenshots, nothing else. You know. Well, don't forget that yeah. they're letting you up upload uh, replays too, and maybe they just didn't want people to upload huge replays. And they can put a limit. Want to, they well, can they say didn't you want can to only upload one block That's replays. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you have like a, a two gig SD card or whatever, and then you have like a few thousand blocks of space. I mean, you know, just like one you know block per replay that. It'll be a while before that even adds up, and yeah. then it'd be ridiculous. But anyway, we might be getting a little bit off topic regarding replays, so I probably should go on a little rant regarding. Um, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the syntax error project if we were talking about hacking brawl. Well, if you guys didn't know what this is, uh, this was basically one of the driving forces behind uh, texture hacking. Uh, Stack Smash is another name that they partnered with. But basically, they were taking you know texture hacks of different characters, and we had the whole alternate costume idea. We were debating that during you know the dojo and all that. Like, oh, would they have like a Dr. Mario alternate costume for Mario and all that stuff? Well, this is basically the attempt at. It. They had so many different costume ideas. Like they you know had a uh, Shadow the Hedgehog and Metal Sonic and all that. They had Phazon Suit Samus. They had Plusel and Minin for PG. They even had Phoenix Wright for Lucas. They really good. went out there for a lot of different ideas. They did Mewtwo for Lucario, and they found a way to do Ridley for Charizard. So this would have really appealed to the fan base. And it would be basically a way to replace different alternate costumes. It wouldn't add alternate costumes, but it would be basically a new ISO that uh, you would you know burn on a DVD, and it would be playing just like a normal brawl game with these different costumes, uh, you know, replaced some of the other ones. But unfortunately, you know, it was supposed to release yesterday, and then it got delayed with today, and then apparently uh, they just recently made a post, you know, while we were preparing for the podcast, we were thinking that it was going to happen, you know, after the podcast, like it usually does, but apparently that they've run, they've run into some technical difficulties, they had some suspicions regarding the matter, but the short and sweet version is that the patch will unfortunately not be released. So after all this hype, it's no more. They say they're sorry they couldn't release their hard work, but it said it could not happen. The circumstances were out of their hands. 
And do you guys consider the possibility that you know Nintendo might have had a hand in this? I mean, this really did get a lot of big publicity. And do you think you know Nintendo might not have liked you know someone else producing a changed version of one of their you know AAA titles? Absolutely. I mean, they, they've been determined to do this before with the uh, emulation in the past. They've always stepped in legally, and they have every right to do that, honestly. I mean, it's, it's within their legal rights to do that, and there's not much more you can say about it other than that. And we don't obviously don't know anything about this particular thing, but it would, you know, it's certainly possible. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, you know, Static Smash will be releasing, you know, some of the different characters, but it's definitely not going to be to the extent of what it was. I mean, I don't know. It just seems like a really interesting you know project that would have been a lot of fun to play with you know even with potential yeah. with brawl plus i don't know how that would have worked out um, but um, also uh just to throw it out there there's also um sound hacks or music hacks you can put in your own music into the game as well, well that's true yeah yeah i mean a hey, lot of we talked about it before didn't we we might have, but I don't know if we went in as you know detail with it. But yeah, there's you know people who can you know take the MP3s from like an SD card and somehow match it to you know stages, or even you know take other sound bites from different stages and put it on their stages. Yeah, it's it is definitely interesting. And some of these codes you know can work uh, online either you know with with or without you know the other person having the code. It's there are definitely a lot of possibilities just you know outside of changing the game you know mechanics. Yeah. But um, like they've said before, uh, 256 lines—that's the limit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that for the mapping as well? No, I didn't realize that. Pardon? One more time. Uh, you can't. That can't be for the texture mapping. There's no way you can get a full 3D model in the texture map. Can't yeah, it's lines. Can you? Yeah, it's not really something that's done through Ocarina. I think it's just you know they redo the ISO basically. Yeah. They like reburn the game that's what I'm essentially. Really mm-hmm. new burn. See, right. in that case, that's another issue for Nintendo because you basically have to distribute burned copies of the game. Uh, that's a completely different system from just uh, offering the hacks. Yeah. Although I think is you know I think the Gecko OS might be the one that handles the music, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. I'm not too sure though. Um, we also should plug Kitty Core and the Elite Smash Hackers as other uh, affiliates for those working on the Texture Hack project. I mean, it'll be interesting to see you know what they can do with this, you know, major project that got all this publicity dying, but that's, you know, one of the main stories that is right now out in the quote-unquote hacking community. Mm-hmm. So, with that, unless you guys have anything else to mention? I will say one thing, though. Um, that's interesting that if, uh, that you know, again, that's 256 line code limit. Um, uh, maybe maybe this means that uh, that, that isn't a you know, that isn't overcome or unovercomable. What am I trying to say? It, maybe the 256 line can't be exceeded because if they're doing this on the computer version, you know, then maybe it is just an Ocarina limit. But that's obviously speculation, so who really knows? But mm-hmm. I, I have heard that from a lot of people. And, I mean, I heard that also way back when from Lee Harris even. And, I mean, for all of his faults, we can say at least he was good at hacking. And, you know, a lot of people have told me that it's, it's ins- insurmountable, which... Uh, to me, is is kind of depressing in some ways because I, I do think that you know you got you got, I know you guys are saying that there's some benefit to having a limit, but limits to me are never really good, and you can just so limit from yourself. A perspective, you're right. I mean, from a fun perspective, why would you want to limit? But yeah. you know, we're talking competitive versus fun. You know, if there's a fun, there shouldn't be a limit on how many texture maps you can toss into a game. You know. <laughs> 
I think all, we've, all, all Tim has said, though, is that it's it, it's kind of a blessing in that we can't run away with it for the time being. We have to take it slow. Obviously, if if the 256 line limit prevents us from putting in a code that we really, really want, then we're going to be cursing it. So Yeah. But, I mean, good luck finding a 257-line code. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> if, if we get so many codes that we exceed it. Yeah. yeah, you're right. <laughs> but, yeah. All right, so... Regarding, you know, just hack brawl in general, brawl plus and all that, there are definitely some long-term effects to it. Um, obviously, at the very beginning of the game, we had to incessantly deal, yeah. and we still deal with it, with the idea of melee versus brawl, how it creates a chasm in the competitive community. Do you guys, you know, as you know, being the brawl plus headers, do you see that this might possibly create a third split, so it'd be melee versus brawl versus brawl plus, or... Are you hoping that you know the comp- uh, competitive community can accept this as a positive change, or you know what is, what's your opinion on that? Um, I personally think that uh, if that this is not going to create a split among brawl players uh, very well. I mean, it it might a little bit. There might be some people who migrate, but as we've discussed, I mean, the brawl players are. I mean, they love brawl. Uh, a lot of the new players who are in the community, they love brawl and they love competitive brawl, and that's fantastic. Brawl is a great game, and we're excited. You know, it's it's fan- it's great that. It's really good to see these large tournaments still uh, popping up because you know Smash hasn't gone away. Um, and that you know, and I just don't think that the brawl players are, are ever going to like brawl plus. It's it's an intrusion on their game, on the game that they love, and uh, in some ways, it's a violation. They they really don't like the the idea that well, maybe it's too defensive and all of this. You know, they'll they'll defend it to uh, <laughs> they'll defend it to the death, and that's that's fantastic that they do that. But I think the what brawl plus appeals to are the people who are a little frustrated with brawl, who might be giving it up anyways. The people who never got into it, the people who were really into melee. Um, who have just, you know, been frustrated with Brawl for one reason or another. And again, people like me, I was so gung-ho about Brawl, and I still am. I still love the game. Like I said, I still play it online. I still play it a lot. But, um, you know, something about it, all my years of Melee, sitting down and playing Brawl Plus just feels right. Joshu, he's a, he's very, he's, you know... <laughs> Uh, hopefully, a lot of people have heard at least heard the name Joshu before, but you know he's a member of the ship, and he was um, a fantastic melee player in his early days. And you know, within a couple of years of playing, he he kind of sunk down and, and bowed out of melee. And now he's back. He's playing brawl. He's placing top three in a lot of tournaments in the yeah. Midwest. Um, he's making a name for himself. And um, and he, after sitting down and playing brawl plus for five minutes, said, "Holy cow, this just feels so much better." Um, you know, so there are going to be people in the brawl community who have a melee, who have a melee background. That's hard to say for some reason. People who have played melee a lot, who are it's going to appeal to the people who haven't played melee a lot, or the people who just prefer brawl, um, are are not going to. So, uh, the melee community is is small. Let's let's face it. You know, there's not a whole lot of people. There are there are individuals across the country who are still holding melee tournaments. That's that's great. Um, but I think a lot of this is going to provide for them the game that they needed out of Brawl. And so if anything, I think it's it's not going to merge Brawl and Melee. It will never do that. But if anything, it might, in a sense, replace the Melee community um, in that sense. So there might still be a split, but it's not going to be a split between among three. It's gonna, it might be a split between two still. Uh, hmm. Just um, so you guys know, Ninja Link, uh, the infamous Ninja Link, has joined us in the uh, chat, and he mentions that in New York there is actually a split. Um, which... I think it's quite interesting, and um, I, I do trust his judgment on that. But, uh, I mean, 
Between melee and brawl? brawl plus and brawl, or melee and brawl? I think he's talking about brawl plus and brawl. I believe uh, he'll have to clarify that once. Between melee and brawl, okay, <laughs> okay, no, in that, in that okay. case, that that's for every everybody and everywhere. But I mean, you know, you yeah. were saying how it appeals to old melee players and stuff. But we had a version of Brawl Plus on Yoko's Wii, and uh, Anther, who comes over a lot, uh, he he lives ten minutes from us, came over, played it, and didn't like it. In fact, Anther Lane bore tons of, of Midwest people that we just said, hey, sit down, just, just try it for a little bit, see what you think. All said the same thing, that they said they just didn't like it. We had S canceling, I believe. Oh, and, and Anther's... Hmm? Oh, yeah, they are. They are oh, they I was going to say, Anther well. is a, a fantastic brawl player. He's very he's very brawl-focused, so yeah, I don't think he's the type that would it would necessarily appeal to him. I know he has a melee background, but um, he, yeah, he, I mean, he people who are really excelling at brawl, I, I don't expect it. Mm-hmm. No, but he, yeah. he does he does play a lot of melee though. Like he does enjoy it a lot, and he he did fairly well when melee was out. I mean, he he placed he passed pools in pound three. Oh, no. He had one of the best Pikachu's. You know, Panther was never yeah. top sixty four, top top hundred in the country in melee. I mean, there's there's a difference between the type of player who played melee competitive elite at the top end for a long time, and somebody who is now, especially somebody who's very good at brawl now versus melee. I mean, I think we're talking about melee pro played it for a long time. Um, you know, maybe even for three, four, five years. Well, again, um, Music King. Music King didn't, uh, he has said several times before that he, he's not the biggest fan of, of Brawl Plus. Uh, although his opinions are generally... Oh, he, he hates them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, he his opinions are all, you say, all over the place usually. But, mm-hmm. yeah. I said Music King still wants Melee Well, back. I mean... Does he? And and yeah, Music King is, is... Well, yeah, well, I mean, yeah... I, <laughs> That's a complicated topic. We don't need to go there. Um, I mean, obviously, we're generalizing here. We're, we're, yeah. We can't say that every single person who has a melee background um, is going to love Brawl. I mean, maybe right. the, or Brawl Plus. Maybe maybe the a better generalization would be to, to say that anybody who is slightly who just thinks that there's some problems with Brawl, uh, those are the people who are gonna gonna really uh, adhere to it. You know, I I think that uh, anybody who thinks that Brawl is a great game and doesn't have any problems. Uh, they're they're not going to see a need for brawl plus, and they're not going to enjoy it. So yeah. it's not for it's it's never going to be for everyone. And like I said, I don't. Yeah. Go ahead. There will be. I mean, there, there will be a split. There will be a split between the sides. I mean, I don't think that you can say the community is going to be split. Let's face it, the community at large is always going to play a regular brawl because that's where you get new players from. You don't get new players coming in saying, "How can I hack my Wii so that I can use this new brawl plus." You get new players and saying, "Hey, I'm really good at playing as my friends. Let me try this against somebody else." Mm-hmm. If they came into a brawl plus tournament, they'd be very frustrated because nothing would work the same way as they're used to. So there's always going to be brawl, and there's always going to be melee because melee is going to stick around like one of those Street Fighter 2S games where you see, see in Florida, there's still big tournaments. In New York, there's still big tournaments. All of that. Brawl plus is, is a fun game. I don't ever expect it. Even even what we say here. I mean, we're not sitting here trying to organize a global movement to brawl plus. We're sitting here saying. You know, this is kind of a fun thing to experiment with. We really feel like it makes a better game to us. We enjoy it a lot. Let's see if there's other people out there who kind of think the same way as us. And, you know, we still play Brawl. We still play Melee. Both of us do. You know, I have my own problems with the mechanics, being, you know, game analyst that I am. You know, I have my problems with Brawl's mechanics, but I still play Brawl more than I play Melee. And uh, I just I don't think that the split, there's not going to be a split saying, okay, I play Brawl plus, I play Brawl. I just don't think it's going to happen. Hmm. Okay. Um, you know, Smashboards is obviously a very big, big driving force behind this all. 
and um, we had you know a kind of discussion you know through you know the staff of the forums and even in the back room, and people have been wondering for the longest time you know why not make a separate forum for hacking uh-huh. brawl? And I think Samurai Panda, you probably could attack it best on you know what the boards is just just to get it out there. What's the boards' yeah. reasoning for why we don't have this separate you know you know section for hacking brawl? I, I have talked to JV directly in person about this as well. JV, of course, being the uh, new head of Smashboards uh, now that MLG liaison. Uh huh. What? A liaison. I Li- guess yeah, you sure. Say. Liaison. That that works because he he's not directly in charge of everything per se, but he he he's definitely the go-to for for anything you want to do, and uh, it's it's legal legal issues. We can't start a part of the forum for hacking their console. They have, you know, a change their their legalese to say that hacking is bad and and you shouldn't be able to hack. You know, they they are actively getting rid of homebrew. They don't like it, and we don't want to attract that kind of attention. The Smash Lab is the idea for the Smash Lab had started um, a long time ago uh, as kind of like a back room, but for kind of like hacking. But that idea kind of evolved over time. Now it's just Smash re- Smash research in general. Uh, we do have ideas for ways we can make different sections of the boards that can encompass hacking, not only hacking, but those are still in the works, and whether or not those will happen are very mm, kind of up in the air. But uh, unfortunately, as it is now, and as it will probably will be for quite a while, we cannot risk having a section just for, for you know, hacking brawl, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, simply we would that would mean we'd condone it and that would yeah. look bad on the community. Absolutely. And that I mean, if Nintendo really cared, I think it, it might even been, be within their legal rights to try to shut us down. The whole forum. That's not a risk that MLG as a company or Smashboards as a forum would want to take just for this. So Yeah. So please, like, let's not uh, ask about, you know, making a separate forum anymore. You guys have any opinions on it? Uh, well, MLG is a for-profit company, so they and they need to keep good relations with Nintendo. I don't think it really comes down to a legal issue for the players at all. Um, right. There's the right of free speech, and you can talk about whatever you want. Nintendo's not going to come to your home and demand to see your Wii sure. because they saw you posting about codes. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, but the problem is obviously MLG now is as a corporation owns it. If Gideon still owned it and it was just private, then you know it wouldn't probably be a big deal. But right. you know we all has everything now has to be in the perspective of MLG. Mm-hmm. MLG is a, com- a company; they're a for-profit company. They're not going to do anything that risks them getting sued. Yep. So let's, I, I agree. Let's maybe leave it that, and uh, hopefully everyone who listens to this will <laughs> will now know the answer to that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. The last topic we have to cover in this podcast here is when it just boils down to it. You you see a lot of uh, you know statements on each side on just general brawl plus's viability in the tournament scene. Now, obviously, you know you, there is the argument that if it does become you know just saying you know, hypothetical situation, if it does become an issue, not an issue, just a central part of the tournament scene. The um, basically every person who would want to play brawl competitively would have to hack their Wii. And would that, you know, be too much of an extent or, you know, is that a really a risk that, you know, Nintendo would, you know, even accept or whatever or is that almost too much to ask really? Um, you know, there are definitely different what are the basically the different arguments, you know, for and against, you know, 
Brawl Plus being tournament viable and the competitive standard in Super Smash Bros. Brawl? Well, the argument for it, obviously, is, is just from a mechanic standpoint and the fact that we feel like it's an improvement. Um, but the arguments against it, I think, are overwhelming, and I think that it would be very unlikely for this ever to become a national tournament standard. I just see the obstacles of being too big. Like you said, every single person has to install it on their Wii. Uh, there has to be mass agreement over what is right and what is not. And the way Jeff had explained it earlier, you know, you're not going to get that. It, it, even if there's an SBR-approved rule set, maybe you could do that. That'd probably be the only way. And even then, I'm not convinced that that would work. Um, <laughs> there's just too many variables. Good luck getting the entire SBR to agree on stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and there's absolutely no way that would ever happen because the SBR is very, very divided philosophically. Um, so, and for anybody who's actually curious about the SBR, that's a secret. You know, we actually argue about everything. Anyway, we um, have a... Um, I, I just think it's, it's, it's very, very hard to make that work on a national level. I don't think anybody's trying to say that it ever will become a standard. Um, I think this is kind of something fun to mess around with on the side. And uh, for those of you who are aspiring game designers, to have actual input, I think this is what's most attractive to people, is that for some people that actually feel like they have input into making a game, that's what's really driving a lot of people behind this movement, is to say, hey, I, I contributed my thought to this, I changed this in the game, the game. I made it just how I want it, and now let's play. And I, I think that's really what's driving this more than an actual desire to create a national standard on this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. No, Yeah, I mean, just to, to touch on that, I guess I can throw in my two cents. Sure. Um, you know, I... I, I might not believe as strongly as Tim that this can't, you know, take off to to become nationwide. Um, I definitely don't think it will ever replace Brawl. I will straight up say that. I think this is a great way to provide something to the people who are still playing Melee, who really wanted to see a little bit more of a successor to Melee, not a brand new game like Brawl definitely is. Um, so it's it's a good way to in a sense, bridge the gap. We, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about, uh, well, just before this, about how it might be, you know, a division. Um, until there's, you know, I mean, Brawl Plus might just become a side tournament, you know, and, and it'll attract the people who love playing it, who love Melee, and maybe we'll, we'll see a little bit of a bridge there. But, um, you know, as far as some of those obstacles, I mean, it's not like everybody has to hack their Wii. You only have to have the, you know, if the hacked Wii's that are brought to the tournament, or the Wii's that are brought to the tournament need to be hacked. Obviously, people want to... Uh, will want to practice it before coming and things like that, but I don't even necessarily think that that's needed at the start. A lot of people will still come just to show up and, and see the game, and, and I think a big a big goal of the game should really be to make it so that it's not something you can't play without ever having played before. Uh, if there's any hope of, of it becoming something bigger than what it is, uh, you need that. And I think adding in a lot of, like, even removing the Brawl Air Dodge, I mean, that will drive you nuts. If you play Brawl at all, that'll drive you nuts for the first good hour or two that you're playing it. I mean, people if you want to turn people off to Brawl Plus, you know, have a Brawl tournament, or have a Brawl Plus tournament with melee air dodge, don't give them any time to practice, and, I mean, they'll they'll lose right away, because they'll be air dodging, trying to air dodge through people, and they'll just get abused and destroyed, so. Um, we need to make it appealing to people. We need to... Um, you know, take things slowly. Make sure that we're not changing it too drastically all at once. Um, make it so that it's it's something that's fun for people to play, and I think that's the big goal. So, um, what it turns into is what it turns into. You know, if our tournament, uh, we we like I said, we we're planning on being small. We we kind of want it to be a little small, but I mean, if it's 
you know, the ship of fools and three other people, then forget it. We're not going to have another one uh, because there's not enough interest. I mean, we need to see tournament interest. We need to see attendance. Otherwise, TOs aren't going to host them. Uh, everything is determined by attendance at a tournament. True. Uh, we're 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 not trying to host a big. T- I mean, if we if we were aspiring TOs here, uh, we wouldn't be hosting a Brawl Plus tournament because we wouldn't want. You know, we wouldn't be scared of a fifteen person, or we would be scared of a fifteen person attendance. You know what? What we want to do is, is see what interest is out there, and if only ten people show up, then you know maybe there's not any interest out there. So if you if you are listening to this and you're somebody who really wants to see Brawl Plus take off, whether you completely agree with you know our rule set or not, or maybe the rule sets that are in your region, uh, go to these tournaments. You know, come to ours if you can. Um, not trying to promote ours. I like I said, <laughs> we'd be fine if it stayed small. But you you've got to try to go to tournaments if you really want to see this take off. If you want to see it go anywhere, because it will not progress as a side tournament you know we've seen side tournaments you know crew battles and and low tier tournaments uh they they're squeezed in and they're fun but they're always for fun they're never anything more than just for fun if they finish great if they don't finish who cares and that kind of thing and that's what brawl plus will be if if uh people don't attend tournaments the great thing about being old like jeff was saying is that aspiring tos would never host a brawl plus tournament great thing about being old and our, our reps are set we host our tournaments we got our big things out of the way and now we can just have some fun and we really look at this as we really enjoy this game and you know whether wherever you are on the fence on this game you know we we obviously would encourage people to give it a shot if they have a chance and just take a look at it, it, it it's just fun i mean that's where it is and we, we're old we've had our fun with melee we enjoy what we do and we say, hey, we don't care who comes. We're just going to have some fun here. Actually, that's how we ran the first FC. The very first FC we threw together, we said, you know what? We don't care who comes. We're just going to throw a party. And whoever comes, we've got the best three days of their life. Actually, it was only two days then. And, uh, you know, it turned into something bigger than that. So, uh, you know, we just that, that's how we've always operated, and that's kind of how this is. And I guess, you know, in conclusion, you know, hey, if, if people like Brawl Plus, come on and have some fun. And that's that's how we are. That's all we're doing. <laughs> so, uh, whatever. That makes sense. And... Uh, actually, I kind of want to ask you guys um, what you thought of the name Brawl Plus, like, uh, and, and its origins, if you guys know it, because uh, I think that's that's kind of interesting that we haven't touched on yet. Well, do, do we know it? <laughs> I mean, I, I remember hearing about it here and there. I think personally, I think I heard that Brawl Plus came around because people thought it was a better version of Brawl, so it's Brawl Plus. Um, or but, yeah, it's just adding more yeah. positive things to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, I. Go ahead. Go ahead, I remember people getting offended at Melee 2.0. That's why mm-hmm. I was originally calling Melee, and actually I think that's what a lot of people wanted early on was the spiritual successor to Melee. And then people started getting offended, yeah. laughing, and like, okay, you guys are stupid. And, uh, <laughs> you know, people take offense to the stupidest things. But, um, you know, and so it's Brawl. Okay, it's Brawl. We're going to try and improve it. Brawl Plus. I don't know who came up with the name. I just said, well, if you're not going to go with Melee 2.0, let's just do the Brawl Plus, because I've seen it somewhere else or whatever. And I don't think it was anything that yeah. anybody I know somebody. Ever Mm-hmm. Who was it that called it Barrel? Barrel in oh, the back room. Was, was that Panda? Was that you? No, it was Court. Barrel. Court calls regular was... brawl Barrel. Yeah. He yeah. He, he misspells it, and it's different every time. He just hits the five keys in, in whatever order. I didn't think it was Court. I thought it was somebody else, <laughs> no, but maybe Court is the one who invented it. Um, I don't know. I think, I think it was, it that was more of a while. meme for uh, when you know it was in the pre-release days. You know. You know, people were like excitedly yeah. trying to type brawl, and that's how it came out. Uh, but that's 
whatever you call it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have heard people call it brawling. No, somebody in the back room was using it to describe it. Mm-hmm. Good. What? Oh, I was mentioning that brawly is also a common version of it. You know, like a, a mix between brawl and melee, melee, I guess, or brawl, brawly, brawly, brawly. I guess that makes you think of DBZ though. Brawl. <laughs> That's a good one. I didn't even think brawly. about that. <laughs> if your goals are to make a new melee, it's sad sequel, that we all though, get that. I know. Choose a different name. See, not everybody's goal is to make a melee sequel. The people who are doing a melee sequel, they'll go with brawly or melee two point or whatever. But you know, I, I just don't think that's that should that needs to be a goal here, and that's mm-hmm. not our goal. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I mean, a- admittedly, it's kind of funny <laughs> now that we think about yeah. it. It is admittedly oh, yeah. kind of funny. It's hilarious. I was that. <laughs> yeah, I used I I called it Melee 2.0 for the longest time. I finally started calling it Brawl Plus because everyone else was, and it's probably a better uh, use of the probably better name at least. Yeah, it's a different name. I'll give you that. <laughs> All right. Well, I think Panda we should disagree with me and Jeff. Hmm. Well, actually, no. Actually, take it back. I actually disagree with Jeff and Panda because Jeff and Panda both agree that there's nothing flawed with them. And I go into all my analysis and details and all that, and you see that half the attacks you land on people. Oh, I'm in between. What was that? I, I do actually think that that. You oh, I said I'm in between. I, I'm. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Jeff writes the fence. No, I was. I, I'm. I'm in between. Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely see flaws in it, and I worry about a Meta Knight uh, potentially needing mm-hmm. to be banned. I don't think he does yet, but I'm also not a high-level brawl player, so I really try not to stick my nose in you know places where it doesn't belong. But um, you know, I, I definitely see the flaws. I don't think they're as as huge. I don't think they're enough to prevent a game, the game from having a lasting tournament community. Like, I think that's what most people's fear is: is that in three years it's going to be dead. I don't necessarily believe that, but I I do see ways to improve it, and I think that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think um, that that thread of yours, Prime, in in the uh, back room about uh, wh- where most attacks are landing, and most of the attacks in Brawl are counterattacks. I, I think it's interesting and whatnot. It's just that I don't really have much input into it. Like I, I don't really like, you know, like what 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 else can I say? It's I mean it's interesting, yeah, but that's Brawl. Uh, and he actually did some melee ones too, and melee had quite a few uh, counterattacks as well, and individual playstyles, which I thought that was the most interesting to me. Uh, contrasting MTK and uh, KDJ, um, talking about how like uh, MTK had a lot of counterattacks in in his melee play, Foxitos and stuff. I thought that was really interesting, and it really showed a lot about not only brawl but about like about playstyles, people's playstyles, and. Um, Frankly, I think the oh, really absolutely. like I think the reason that brawl turned out the way it is, being so defensive and stuff, is that it's really people's perspectives. There are a lot of things you can do in melee that are more stupid. There are infinite ledge stalls in melee, the where you have invincibility the whole time. With uh, I believe like Jigglypuff, uh, Bowser, Ganondorf, and a couple other characters can just sit on the ledge and do it the whole time. That never became an issue, but of course in in brawl it becomes an issue. And I just, honestly, I feel like the slower speed just made everyone that started playing it just kind of, uh, well, just felt like doing it. Like, like they, they didn't feel like playing the game. They didn't enjoy the game that much. So they just decided to play as stupid as possible and break the game or something like that. Uh, and that just kind of evolved the defensive playstyles. And uh, I think that if, if the community were to go into some sort of huge shift back to melee, I think that that, you know, would come out and that you'd see a lot more... <laughs> defensive play in, in melee as well uh, because 
there are a lot of options that people just didn't use. But I think that the, this and this is completely off topic now, so I, I don't know. What, <laughs> I don't want to go too far off topic here because this could be the whole subject of a whole other podcast. But yeah. there, the the mechanics issue is is, a, is far far different. The mechanics in brawl are far different than the mechanics in melee, and I think that you can say that in some level. But the fact is that people did try and do some of that infinite mm-hmm. ludge stall stuff, and you know for whatever reason it didn't take off. Whether it was just soft banding or what, I don't know. But you know some of it was legitimately hard to do. Right. And uh, there's, it's it, again, it's it's different. And you know, I could have told you it was funny when I went back and watched that melee video. I could have told you before I watched it. I knew Music King was going to get most of his blows off counterattacks. I've always known he was a defensive player, which is one reason why I think he made the transition to brawl so smoothly. Music King's always been very defensive. Um, but you know, as, and when you said this study is so far not scientific, the small number of ones that I actually did that's about to not have access to the thread. What we did was we just looked at a few different videos and analyzed where the hits were coming from, where they from prioritizing, from counterattacks, all this stuff. And basically my premise was, if all the attacks are coming from counterattacks, then that means that the game is, is basically about tricking your opponent into attacking you mm-hmm. so that you can attack it. And that was what I found with the brawl videos that I analyzed. But again, this is a whole other study, whole other time, and it's way not even close to finish. So. <laughs> and I think you say it's a, it's a good way to wrap things up. Um, if you guys have any idea, you know, we can talk about for future shows regarding the SBR with different Smash Backroom guests, uh, feel free to post in our forums. We have, you know, our, our fan site is smyn.smashnexus.net, and you can join our, uh, you know, fan forums smyn.smashnexus.net slash community. You know, register and you know, give us feedback there or even on the Smash World forums you know, in our Show Me Your News thread. Uh, we'd love to hear from you and you know, different opinions of what you know, could be in future shows. And really, just want to thank uh, you know, Kish Prime, Kish Squared, and uh, Mukira. You guys did a wonderful job and we're really glad you guys gave such valuable input regarding Hack and Brawl. It was, it was really wonderful. Thank you very much for having us on. It's very fun to talk for long periods of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, this this is definitely uh, an experience. I honestly didn't even know it was going to be live when you <laughs> first asked us to do it. So no, we, we have um, about sixty is, people right now. Great, really loved it. And... <laughs> what was that? We have about sixty people listening to us right now. Oh. Very nice! Wow, yeah, that's that's fantastic. Yeah. Little care. Um, yeah, if you guys ever need us again, just give us a call. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was fun. And Very check fun. out check out yeah check out the Midwest boards for you know the Ship of Fools uh you know Brawl Plus tournament. Give that some support. And I, I think the threat name is like generic just... tournament nine thousand. Is is that is that the name? A generic tournament nine thousand plus. Ah, because okay. people complained when I called it an FC because it wasn't big enough. <laughs> right. Actually, it was more that um, everyone excitedly posted saying, oh my gosh, it's an FC, can't wait, and um, hey, careful, because this is the same date as another major tournament on the East Coast, and we're like, wait, what? Oh, <laughs> people think this is a big event. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's definitely meant to be smaller, but again, if, if you're in the Midwest and, and you want to see Brawl Plus, either just for fun, trust me, it's going to be a fun tournament, um, well, either just for fun or because you want to see it go places, you got to come. Or if you want Josh's That's fun true, bus. too. Melee, yeah. <laughs> really too. Or what? Or if you want Joshua um, Fun Bucks, you know? <laughs> Joshua Fun Bucks. Oh, yeah, Joshua Land Fun Bucks are given away by the handful. I mean, it's fantastic. <laughs> and yeah, Samurai Panda, thank you again for, you know, rejoining the Show Me Your News ranks. Yeah. It's it's wonderful to have you back on the show, I gotta say. Oh, m- missing that one episode, you know, really. 
it, it took a hit. I think you know, <laughs> I, I felt bad, and you got you felt bad, and we all felt bad. So it, it's it's good to be on again. But we're back, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, and you know, for that, for everyone, I'm Yoko. I'm Samurai Panda. I'm Kish Prime. I'm Kish Squared. All right, and <laughs> we are out. Thanks for listening, guys. We interrupt this eargasmic gonocopia of pure audio wind to shamelessly promote another podcast. No! No! The Big Bald Broadcast. But what makes it big and bald? The Big Ball Broadcast brings you news on all things geeky, movies, gadgets, games, cartoons, and anime, and other random fandom. You're fired. I'm fired. Get out of the booth, Jack. No, I like it in here. But what makes it big and bald? It's hosted by big, bald anime and video game voice actor Kyle Bear and his co-host, musician and upcoming author, Otherworld Steve. Oh, you must smell like feet wrapped in leathery, burnt bacon. Subscribe via iTunes or visit thebigballbroadcast.blogspot.com. interesting sounding sort of sound can you hear me Whoa. very very <laughs> staticky and muffled wow. that's horrid absolutely horrid no not quite hmm. what do i do <laughs> you sound like a, you sound like a, com- a computer or something it's just pure darth static. vader darth vader Darth Vader? Darth Vader. Awesome. I'll just leave it that way. Darth Vader is like a robot computer. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's not Darth Vader. <laughs> so, is my voice coming through, or is it just sound <laughs> It's coming like half through, dude. Uh, any suggestions? Um, <laughs> do you have a different microphone? No. Hmm. Yeah, if you want to host it, then that. yeah, let's do that then, I guess. Yeah. Tim, are you okay with that? Do you want to hear something? <laughs> Maybe Mookie should should call in from his phone too. That way. Man, it's, it sounds like if if Rob tried to talk. Jeez, R O B. Well, I'm trying. I'm messing with this. The options here. Um, Try turning sim- off the Darth Vader simulator. That oh, that's that, my problem. I yeah. Sure. Hey, Some- we could convince everyone that the Brawl Plus community is intent on giving Robbie voice. <laughs> voice by awesome. Kiss Prime himself. We, we they also want you to, people want you to say either ET phone home or Wally. 
And I hope you're recording this shit. I wish I could hear myself, so yeah, I do hope you are recording it, so I can hear it later. This is so fucked up. I love it. You can record this. Awesome. Are you recording it? I am, I am. Wonderful. I've been recording for a while. Don't gotta worry about that. Alright, alright. So excited. <laughs> it's almost gonna sound like... Voice. It's just not me. Maybe this is how I really sound. I have just no idea what Wally, you just said, like but I was Wally. enjoying this with you. <laughs> oh man, I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. I heard it's good though. God damn it, how do I unban Cyberlink? This that voice is coming through a little robotic for me. What? Hmm? Yeah, that voice. Who are you? Oh, it's Panda. Oh, okay. That's Panda. <laughs> and this is Yoko. Hi, Yoko. So. Hi, Wally. Wally. <laughs> 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 you should do that. Do it, do it, do it. Wally? Oh, come on. You can try harder than that. No, I can't. Come on. I think it's my number one favorite in life. I've explained this before. <laughs> the funny thing is, we can mostly make out what he says. We could move forward as, you know, like this. I think we're just could just think that that's what he sounds like. I, I think, like, like <laughs> our ears are just uh, adjusting. Yeah, you guys can what he's saying, uh, but uh, like a man is saying, uh, things are better cutting my end. It's fucking far enough out. You have no idea what the <laughs> hell you're saying, So we have a robot and an alien. I'm pretty sure that, that everything Mookie just said got cut off before he finished it, so it, it made yeah. no sense at all. <laughs> that was awesome. He's the alien, Tim's the robot. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. I love it. Somebody call me back into the phone call and just see if it changes it. Like, because I've used this before and it usually doesn't cause a problem. Alright, I'll add you back in once you drop it. Hey, you can use AIM while you use Stickam. Like, like Instacam. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Okay, let's try one more time. <laughs> oh, dude, he should say Danger Will Robinson. Come back. And it's that's worse. not changed at all. Dang it. Alright, say Danger Will Robinson, Danger. Danger Will Robinson, Danger. Oh my god, that is awesome! <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, the texture hacks are kind of cool, because, like, they they basically have Ridley in the game. There's, like, Pokemon oh, right. Trainer is not, like, they have one variation that's Mother Brain Trainer. And uh, Squirtle is a Metroid Ivysaur is Kraid, and Charizard is Ridley. That's just that is fantastic. It, it is pretty amazing. Huh. I think there's, there's, I think if there's room in the in the memory, you know, for the as far as the lines of code goes, I know that's a pretty big restriction. But I think the texture hacking is going to be a great way for people to customize themselves. I mean, beyond beyond trying to create new characters like that, you could actually mm -hmm. modify maybe your. Um, I don't know, your Olimar to be a particular you know, skin color, like blue or something like that, and you know, customize it yourself and bring it to, care, uh, to tournaments. Oh yeah, it is pretty amazing what they can do, but um, one of the, like, the, set the setbacks is that they don't add the, the textures, so like, they're replacing alternate costumes, basically. Yeah. Right. I think yeah. if, if this... If this were... Whoa, what was that? Can you hear me now? 
No, it's, it's Rob. Him. It is yeah, Rob Rob, speakers. <laughs> Rob <He's>, is back. <laughs> he switched. <laughs> did you switch to your other mic? Yeah, I switched to the other mic. Because <laughs> you wanted to be Rob. <laughs> Too good. <laughs> Apparently, my other microphone is not working, and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is too awesome. I like this. Tim, call in on your cell phone. I'm not holding a freaking cell phone in my ear for two hours. How about speakerphone? Yeah, he's Rob. Uh, <laughs> Do you have a headset? This, I've used two different headsets, and now it's not working on the. No, I mean a cell phone headset. <laughs> I don't have a cell phone headset. Can you go out and buy one? I can't stop. <laughs> Say I'm in your kitchen. Now we lost him. Oh, damn it. oh there, there goes my entertainment for the night. Thank you very much. Do 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 do. <laughs> oh, and we should give a shout out to to Luke Kish. To who? Luke. Oh yeah! Oh, it's My a Luke. Son. Yeah, You're he, right. He made his presence known a couple times. You should probably just get him to like, like yell something in the microphone. Where's the baby? <laughs> Where, where's that baby noise? Who's got the baby? I definitely hear a baby. Where, what's going on? It's crying. <laughs> yeah, I definitely heard baby noises quite a bit. I was like, yeah, it's awesome. Well, how long was the? <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't too much of a hindrance. It really, it really was. We've had we've had weirder old, things uh, today, tomorrow. Our, I think our best okay. guest appearance was. Well, um, was I sugar. actually kept my mic muted a lot when I wasn't talking. <laughs> oh, yeah, makes sense. What do you call yeah, it? No yeah, he would have been on far, 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 far more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.